go. We are on a yacht and we're podcasting. This is a yacht cast. Uh, we're with Matt Farah from Smoking Tire. What's up, Matt? Hello, guys. They welcome aboard. Yeah, thank you. The, oh. the ride out here was very nice. You pretty much knocked ten-year-olds uh, off their <laughs> their <laughs> sailboats. We, did you a, see that? There was, was a little sailing school that I I almost gave him a little wake sandwich, but <laughs> we, we we avoided. And I, they turned out to be helpful. They reminded us that our uh, that our uh, our fenders were still hanging over. Yeah, and the yeah, bumpers were up. Yeah, you still had the bumpers up. So, Matt Farris from uh, Smoking Tire, uh, your YouTube channel is ridiculous. You're, you're closing in on a million subscribers. We have been making YouTube videos for 10 years, so it's just been slow and steady over time. There's not there's not been one aha. It's been just like a little, you know, a creep, but I've been a fan of Opie and Anthony, and then Opie and Jimmy, and then Opie and Carlin, Vic, and Sherrod, and now whatever the fuck we're doing with this, this, this Zoom H6 on my boat. Um, but I yeah. thought you'd be impressed by this. Thank God I didn't bring the old so equipment. High, I, I really wanted to see the old equipment. I saw on your Instagram. It was awesome. The guys from U-Bond made fun of me because I walked up to the barbecue fest in New York City with the old equipment in a CVS plastic bag. <laughs> oh, dude, they're like... Who is this idiot did that you, you brought like, Did you look like a, a, a fucking uh, cosplayer <laughs> from Almost Famous? Exactly. <laughs> His first job at Rolling Stone. <laughs> and Fong Torres. <laughs> and Fong Torres. And then we're killing it. Everyone's uh, just telling stories and the laughs were great. And then I had to stop the whole podcast and go, uh... The equipment crapped out, so we're going to continue this from my phone. It actually went okay. I, I I was like, oh, this is going to suck. But then I was like, I like the ingenuity. I like that you kept it going and committed. We could, I we panicked. Could. I mean, it was too good to, to not do it. They were great people, those barbecue the people. The barbecue episodes were really They're fun. Awesome. The guy, the old guy telling old guy jokes Gary. was actually a Gary. really funny bit. It was yeah. a, there was, there was, and there was good barbecue knowledge dropped yeah. in there as well. He called me. He called me like a week later. It's like, Carl, uh, Gary. I said, hey, Gary, I heard when I wasn't there, you said that I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> who, who said that? It was, it was Pat Martin, right? No, no, I said, oh, yeah. like, where's Gary? I'm like, he, he died. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And then, <laughs> and then Pat Martin, I think it was, he goes, shopping yeah, for a casket. Yeah, he's shopping for a casket. I'm like, wow, these guys don't play, that man. Gnarly, wow. Usually when you hear an old guy tell a joke or says, uh, I have a joke for you, you roll your eyes like, oh, my God. But he more than pulled it off. in the car. (laughs) He was like, I'm going to tell some jokes. I'm like, here we go. I know, it's going to suck. I mean, that's an art form that's long gone. Maybe it should be long gone. But you you run into anyone that's in their upper 70s to early 80s. They all have at least 10 or 12 jokes they could break out. The Uh, goat... But you fuck one goat. That <laughs> that fucking that was the one. At first I was eye rolling, and then he dropped the boot. But you fuck one goat. I was like, oh shit, that's the joke. That's check. Yeah, that's go check what, out the barbecue um, episodes if you want to hear old man Gary telling some great old school jokes. But it's hyster- for me to like literally my entire adult life is like you in a studio. You know, to see you like. Out and about, sticking a Zoom handy recorder in people's faces and like making something out of that is like equal parts hilarious and like also very satisfying. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Because people are like, why don't you get back in a studio? Oh, oh yeah, I'm gonna pick a studio over <laughs> being on a, being on a yacht in the middle of the Long Island Sound. Yeah, this that's what I'm gonna do. This, this boat is so dope. 
It's, it's freaking amazing. I, I do want to say, uh, you got to describe your Smoking Tire YouTube channel and your whole brand for the people that don't know out there yet. So I make uh, car videos on YouTube, basically. I do a lot of I do car reviews on YouTube. It's the Smoking Tire on YouTube. I do the Smoking Tire podcast. I do. The fuck else do I do? All the social media stuff, but mainly... Well, I, what's your I, angle on the whole car thing? So... I'm just a guy who likes cars. You know how, like, you. I'm sure you know how this is. Like, when you have a personality on any any type of broadcast personality, like people see something of themselves in that person, or they relate to whatever that person's like view is of of the world, or in my case, of cars. And so, I was just a guy who like learned a lot about cars at a young age, and like figured out how to drive them okay, and. Just kind of started making videos at the right time that people were looking for that sort of thing. And some people found me, and then some more people, and, you know, now it's a thing. Right. You know. What was your first car? Uh, my first car was a hand-me-down from my dad. It was a Lexus LS400. Remember those? It wasn't really a... The Jew Canoe. <laughs> the Jew Canoe. That's fucking great. That's really funny. My dad sold it to me for like, you know, a quarter of what it was probably worth. But, you know, I was a kid. I sold shoes. Like, I, I, I sold can shoes. I, can I stop longer. you? That That's how rich he is. You come from a rich family, right, Matt? Um, they're, yeah, they're rich now. They weren't when I was younger. My, um, my, my, they're, yeah, they're, my dad is incredibly successful, but like... Most of his success came after I was like fifteen or sixteen. So like, I'm all right. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm all right. We're good. <laughs> we're on a yacht. I yeah, think you're doing no, just fine. We're on my fuck. We're on nachos and lemon heads on my dad's boat right now. Right. You know, but for sure. But like, no, I stopped you because you know your first car was a Lexus that your dad. It was like with? five years old and had sixty thousand miles on it. It wasn't like a brand new Lexus, like in fucking blue chips, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Nolte, But like, yeah, but my first car yeah. was a Dodge no, Aspen wagon. That's a piece of shit. It's <laughs> terrible. It's fucking terrible. And the back doors didn't work, yeah. right? No, so no, my I'm dad decided, I mean, this was back when we didn't worry about all that car safety crap. Who needs yeah. that? So he got uh, a metal wire and he he uh, he put where, the metal where wire. Where the metal wire go? <laughs> I can't wait to hear where the metal wire fucking From door to door in the back seat. I'm sorry? From door to door, because the doors didn't to open. hold the doors together? A yeah, metal yeah. wire. Yeah, because so the doors were ended, the wire would literally just cut you in half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh a <laughs> guillotine. Oh, that made a, a, a torture tool. <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? No, it, it was either that or I can't drive Did you have any friends that said, hey, dad, maybe, you know, maybe you know, you're hurting the kids? You know the little sharper <laughs> image egg slicer? <laughs> you were driving one of those. You were driving an egg slicer. <laughs> It's a, yeah. My so, dad liked to take shortcuts, and, no shit. <laughs> and, and and I'm sure I'm sure if he went to the service guy in Centerport, Long Island, so, he would have cut my dad a break and probably fix it for maybe uh, less than a hundred dollars. But my dad said metal wire door to door. So oh yeah, he fixed it. So yeah, he definitely fixed it. So so <laughs> well, man. <laughs> so so when I would pick up my friends in high school, they would have to jump in the back window and then tuck. You put people in the seat with the fucking wire. Yeah, dude, that you can go. Oh to, you you could have killed everybody. That's so <laughs> not somebody, everybody, bro. It's the eighties. You got away with murder back oh, in the eighties. You, you imagine, know that. So imagine this: Opie crashes a Dodge fucking Aspen right. at sixty miles Give an me hour. A color, please. The passengers horrible in the back green are sitting eight inches from a wire, <laughs> and it's tension, right? <laughs> no, that, no, it was also the seatbelt for real. Holy they were fuck. tight. They were tight, bro. 
Bro. Bro. <laughs> Bro. Don't okay, ever look, tell that story. Look, I may have been spoiled with a five-year-old Lexus, but you, <laughs> you almost were put into a torture device. <laughs> the potential for maiming. Your bar is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> My friends love jumping in that damn thing for whatever reason, though. I bet it made everybody laugh. Uh, Without a doubt. Because I I grew up in Huntington, which is right across the water from here. And uh, my curse was that we were in a pretty decent upper middle class neighborhood, but we had no money. So all the kids I went to high school with were coming to school. Beamers and all that, like brand new for their 16th birthday. And I would pull up to the student parking lot in my Dodge Aspen wagon. Yeah. We we had a, there was obviously a lot of those at the school I went to as well, which was super snooty. I went to Rye Country Day School, which is as snooty as it sounds. I was trying to do the opposite of bragging there, and you, your reaction was a brag reaction. I so think it doesn't have a number on so it. We go Ugh. so if it doesn't say PS whatever, yes, we're yeah, like yeah. Ugh, so fancy a, a school with a name. But we definitely had fun in people's shitboxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was always into cars. It was, it was, it was really important to me. You know, it My wasn't, first. it wasn't like about flashing money. Like the, like I had, I got car magazines from when I was five. Like. Being 16 and having a driver's license and a car, like, on top of the obvious, like, freedom connotations, the the car itself and the driving of the car, like, I was basically sober in all of high school because I really enjoyed driving my friends around. Like, I'd go buy them beer, I'd drive, they'd get all fucking wasted, I'd take them from party to party. Like, I wanted to be driving. So You were the was, designated driver? I was, actually. Yeah, I was. I didn't start doing the things I do now until college. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little older than you, and uh, we had the designated driver program. That just meant you didn't do shots at the bar. Jesus. That, for real. <laughs> yeah. For real. If you were the designated driver, that meant you made a pact with the rest of the guys. You wouldn't do, you shots. Wouldn't do shots. But you would drink 12 to 16 <laughs> beers, no problem. That's, what, what was your first car? Uh, car? My first car was a 1987 Audi 4000 Quattro Ooh. CS. Bro, if you had one of those right now and it would be it was in decent it condition, it'd be in really good it'd be worth 24,000 miles. I was making good money back then. Did you was that you had that new? You bought that car new? I bought it a year old okay. from Jack Daniels, the, uh, this old uh, Porsche. Dude, dealer. if he had an Audi in period, he was doing well. Yeah. Yeah. I had an Audi in high school and I would it was gray with red leather. And I had the Alpine Benzy box. It was beautiful. I had uh, red, uh, I mean, I had black PBS wheels on it. Oh, he knew. He knew back uh, in the day. He had taste. Yeah. Auto sport suspension, (laughs) coilovers. It was everything. And and I I literally, I ran out of girls in school to crush in that car. I crushed every girl. Because everyone else was just substandard. And I I was the only one with money. And I was, it was fucking... Ruiz Finger Fest. Like, Wait, where did your where did your Audi money come from in high school? Were you working at something? Let's see how I can frame this here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was already cooking. Um, let's just say I had access to everything. Uh-huh. Because, you know, while everyone else had like a shitty summer job, I was already like a sous chef. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so by the time you know high school, you know was wrapping up, I was making maybe fifty thousand dollars a year. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. No, so, so you had a real job. I had a real job. Yeah, you weren't a criminal. I remember my, my yeah. guidance counselor one time. He says, uh, "Carl, uh, you you're uh, you're in danger of not graduating." I and uh, his name was John. I had David or some shit. I said, uh, <laughs> "Hey John, uh, how much money do you make?" <laughs> the guidance counselor's like, uh, "Why is that relevant?" I said. And I figured, let me get around this dumb dumb. Eventually. So I said, I said, uh, no, I'm just curious because maybe I want to be a teacher, guidance counselor. He's like, oh, well, with benefits and everything, I make 34000 
I said, hey, nut job, I make 50 grand. I have a brand new Audi outside. <laughs> what are you telling me about school? <laughs> he goes, get out. <laughs> Actually, that's good advice. In the last two words were really, exactly. more, really practical good advice. <laughs> and I would see him, like, I would leave And, like, he, you know, back then the school windows, they would fold down. Yeah. And, like, he would be standing there looking at the window, and I'm parked, you know, I'm, I'm parked in with the sunroof, and I look at him, like, Giotto! <laughs> and I had the Euro hella horns. Wah, wah, wah. He had all the 80s fucking I Euro had, mods. Yo, I was you Euro definitely read European Car Magazine in the 80s. I read it all day long. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I wasn't getting girls in my Dodge Aspen wagon, I'll tell you that much. Although my prom date, we used the Dodge Aspen wagon. Well, I was saw her in half with that cheese grater you had in the back. <laughs> she was in the front seat, you weirdo. Was it a bench seat? Oh, yeah. It was, right? Bench in the front, right? Bench in the front. And it was green on green on green, right? Triple green? It was that terrible uh, green color, yeah. Oh, Not that forest green. Huh? Go this is shopping. either, this boat is either someone fishing or the cops. Hopefully it's not the cops. Why? They're not going to say anything. No, they're not going to say anything, but it, it occurred to me when Opie asked me for sunscreen earlier, where do I keep the sunscreen in the same bag as the boat registration, which I left at the house this morning. So uh. so we're, we're going, I mean, he's got a big net. I'm going to go with fishing instead of cops, but it looks like That's a police a, boat. Nah. But right now we're going, we're, we're technically riding dirty. God, I wish it was a police boat. I got, pulled over, I got pulled over yesterday. Uh, two days ago, uh, just Fourth uh, of July weekend, like safety check. They they roll up hard with the lights on and the inflatables and the guys with the vests, and then they make you show like you know your life jackets and flares and stuff. Like that. Now I wasn't a car guy growing up. I'm sorry. I, I just so didn't, no. I just didn't have that gene, man. That's okay. It's not not. Were you an athlete? Uh, yeah, athlete. It doesn't whoa, happen whoa, to athletes. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, I was a big time athlete. It doesn't what do you really mean athlete? athlete? I, I played. I thought I was convinced I was going to be in the NBA, but no, like, I never you got were the hype. Convinced of what you were no, doing? No, 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 I played basketball. Oh, basketball. I, I was a runner. I played baseball, but I, I was too much of a pussy to stay in the batter's box, so I had to give up on baseball. But uh, I continued uh, all the way through college uh, playing basketball. A lot of being oh, a car guy has to do with not being good at traditional sports. See, I thought if you were a jock, I remember some of the jocks in my high school, they were car guys as well. I mean, it's not it's not a one to one correlation, but a lot of my personal car shit comes from me not being a particularly fast runner and here's like as a little kid I was in a I was very fast in a go-kart I could beat anybody at the go-kart track but I couldn't beat anyone in the hundred yard dash at school and I didn't understand what how the football plays worked you know what I mean but like racing shit made sense so it's like, oh, okay, I don't need to be in the best shape, but if I have the best reaction times and if I have a good machine, I can be victorious at this. And so, Young, young Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that was part of it. And also, like, you know, cars um, are... Uh, the, the Cars are of all machinery that exists, except maybe, okay, planes, helicopters, whatever... Cars give the average person a level of sensory feedback that exceeds pretty much what is available from all other machines. You go out in a fucking McLaren or something, and I will melt your eyeballs. (laughs) And I'm not, you know, Michael Schumacher, you know? Me, decent club driver, could scare the fuck out of a normal person in what a car can do today. And so a car, you know, it looks a certain way, it sounds a certain way, it feels a certain way, you sit in it and you're enveloped in a certain way. It it makes these noises when you do different things and it has G-forces and smells and literally, maybe with the exception of taste, every other sense you can get out of a car. 
I fully understand what you're saying, but I got to be the guy that says none of that excites me. Is that, cool. is that pathetic? Is no. that pathetic? I mean, I have like you it. ever had... I don't like your attitude about it. <laughs> have you ever had, like, a really great um, car experience? And I'm not talking about just, like, a road trip where, where the car itself was the experience and, like, you ever ride in, in a race car with somebody or anything no, like that? No, no, nothing. I think we should try and find yeah. you, like, a great car experience and to give you a level of appreciation I'll for tell it. you, last summer I drove... Uh, I'll say it, and I don't know where this is going to go, but that's the beauty of this. I, I drove a Tesla, and yeah. I, I was fascinated by the Tesla and the technology of the yeah. whole thing. For people that aren't into cars, Teslas might as well be fucking spaceships. I mean, really, because they're so unlike whatever it is you drive. Your truck is nothing like a Tesla. You know what I mean? It's just it's such an alien experience for most people. Those of us who are really into cars... Are from are used to having alien experiences of different kinds, and so we look for other things. But yeah, if you're not a car person, a Tesla will feel like everything else is completely outdated and stupid. But the the self driving features, I was just completely amazed by that. And I'm like, what? Don't use the term self driving. It's it's not a real term. So what you're looking at? I'm sorry, I don't mean to like. It's just it's terminology when you talk about semi autonomous features is like really 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 important. Confusing terminology convinces people to buy cars for features that aren't real. So, like, Tesla has a feature called Autopilot, right? And Autopilot is really an advanced cruise control system. It will keep you going a certain speed or match the speed of the car in front of you, and in instances where roads are well marked, it will keep you in your lane. It won't make any decisions for you. It won't navigate you. You're in control. And, in fact, you still have to put your hands on the wheel. It's like every 60 seconds or something like that. But but the term autopilot, to me, is intentionally confusing because it makes you think it's doing some shit that it's not doing. So I was driving one for about uh, a little over a week last summer, okay? So when I brought my, my young family with me, and said, watch what this car could do as we were heading toward a curve, and I decided at that moment to turn around and talk to my kids in the back seat. I probably shouldn't have done that. I wouldn't recommend that. (laughs) Like, you know, the math is only okay on a situation I was amazed by it. I I understand what you're saying. No, yeah, there's no denying that it's cool, but I think the, the biggest problem to these types of technology is they're in a real gray area right now. And in general... Consumer confidence over what they can do versus what they were at can actually do that people think they can do. But a lot don't you think they'll figure it out and they'll they'll, oh, yeah. they'll designate a few uh, highways or roads where they know yes. damn well it's way safer? I believe that eventually, you know, urban areas and special lanes will be designated for autonomy. But, but we're mi- talking we're talking a long time. We're not talking possibly not even our lifetime. My mind was blown though because uh, you know. Your brain doesn't register what's about to happen. Yeah. And there was a car slowing down in front of me. I wasn't ready to test this thing. I was yeah. in self-driving or whatever, autopilot yeah, mode. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, time to test what this thing could do. So I just let go of everything yeah. as the car in front of me was slowing down and making a right turn. Car sm- slowed down so smoothly does, yeah. to a perfect distance. Yeah. That car turned to the right, and then the, uh, the Tesla took off again yeah. to highway, uh, not highway speed. It was a town road, so it's yeah, like yeah. 30 miles an hour. No, the, the, and my mind was like, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest issue with technologies like that is uh, uh, someone's ability to develop overconfidence in them. You know, that experience will be just like that most of the time right up until it's not. And the problem is, 
when it's not, you have to be ready. And because it's been so good so much of the time, you might be fucking watching Harry Potter on your phone. You know what I mean? You might be reading a book. You might be turning around to talk to your kids the second that that system decides, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. So Yeah, but but uh, to stop you there for a second, so uh, we drive the Long Island Expressway a lot. Mm-hmm. We're in the HOV lane as everyone is crawling along. Right. And we not a game, but me and my wife will have this discussion. I'm like, all right, look at all the other cars. Every, I, I'm not, I don't want to exaggerate, but let's say every fifth, sixth car, yeah. they're checking their Facebook on the yeah. Long Island Expressway. So my thought is, if you could have some of these features in there, it's oh, better than not having No, them. don't enable the fucking addicts, bro. <laughs> don't <laughs> enable the addicts. Because they're going to assume, I'm, oh I'm, I'm now good, I can really check my Facebook. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, yes. They're going to say... Uh, I'm not too tired, this car will handle it. I'm not too drunk, this car will handle it. I can have this conversation, this car will handle it. I can climb in the trunk and get something, the car will handle it. <laughs> I can get a fucking blowjob, this car, whatever it is. car should handle it. You know, that. whatever. <laughs> it's bullshit that it doesn't. <laughs> For the record. For the record, you know, the car will check it in. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, the... the the, Where are you the, going? I'm just he'll, he'll be he'll be in shouting distance. I love I love the podcast and everything, but look at me. My wife took everything. I'm gonna enjoy I all mean, the teak wood I go can. Outside with Carl. Yeah, yeah. you're hand holding for. Oh, a that's record. right. That thing's got well, a battery. I, in a I love I love the shirt you chose for the yacht today. I love it when you call me Big Papa. <laughs> oh, that was the hypnotized video that was on a boat, right? Yeah, the hypnotized video. Oh, that. Oh, that. Okay, yeah. There you go. Although, if you were to describe this boat, I, when people ask me to describe this boat, I think it looks like Rodney Dangerfield's boat from Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I wish I could do the horn. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, thank you for the bagels and the locks this morning. My right? God, was that good! Shout out to Lenny's Bagels, Rybrook, New York. Lenny paid full price, but they're good. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's uh, it's it's very satisfying to me when someone knows what type of bagel to buy, what kind of cream cheese, mm-hmm. what kind of the locks he got was right. He didn't go with the belly. I mean, it's just so <laughs> oh. nice when someone does it. When when I because I'm always disappointed. I, I, I'm listening I'm to you. When other people buy food for, I'm, for me, I'm always. listening to you guys. But as you talk, there's fish jumping right off. Throw the back a pole of the boat. in. You want me to hold it, and you can throw Go a pole. Nah, no. your own shot. No, let, let's, no, because I want to make don't sure. Don't worry, Matt. I can operate that device. No, you don't know how to operate anything. No, he's only got a million followers. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <Lamb> whatever. <laughs> that's actually that's the same rig I use when I uh, do cars. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, so to finish the. Um, uh, oh, the, the Tesla, Tesla thing, right? and the yeah. self-driving cars, because I'm fascinated by technology in general, and I'm also really frustrated by technology because the government and and just society in general slows right. everything the fuck down. It right. seems like if, if you got this technology with the self-driving cars, it's like let's get it going and really try to make this shit work. I, I no, agree no. with you in most of this stuff, but I disagree with self-driving cars. It's so bad, like the, it, it doesn't do it. I've been in them. It gets confused really easy. I've spent a lot of time in them. They're not there yet, but when you offer someone this gray middle ground, the driver gets so complacent. So complacent. Even the people, like, what what was the accident that happened uh, recently? There was an actual... Um, you know, there's there's uh, Teslas and cars with like semi autonomous cruise. Ca- oh, he's sweating because he's seeing fish. They'll be there. Bro. Have you seen him? He's gone. I know. He's gone. Uh, so uh, look, no, 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 I, I want to focus. But this podcast on. Like, so there are fish. Oh, okay, you're both okay, man. I'm not fucking tired. And okay, get Carl. Ha ha ha! Funny joke. Okay, man. Right. There's this. Oh, that's weird. This podcast is 17 minutes long. There's a company called Waymo. It's owned by Google, and they're testing 
actual autonomous cars, right? And they're they've got the, all the shit on the roof, the sensors, and they have a human monitoring them. In theory, well, one just crashed in Arizona, and there, there was a fatality. And they found out later that the person whose job it was to monitor this car was streaming fucking Netflix on her phone, like at the time of the crash. Like, right. and that's her whole her whole job is to watch this car. And even she was confident enough to stream a movie on her phone. Well, there you, you know, go. Fair I mean, enough. It's Arizona. Like, that's like West Coast, Florida. Right. Well, shit. Well, there you go. Well, then what about? I mean, we can move on, but what about Pittsburgh, where they they actually got self driving cars tooling around the city a little bit, and then you got community homes in Florida. They're they're using them a bit, so it gives these people I mean, look, a, a if you chance. Confined semi controlled environments, like so. If Google wants to build a little city, you know, in Arizona, that by all accounts, like the fucking Truman Show, right? You know what I mean? Build the Truman Show city and let some self driving cars run around. But, like, the problem is, sooner or later you need to test these things in, in large areas and with big groups of people. I think the, the terminology that sells them gives consumers more confidence than they should have in those so the article That's the problem. So the article I read where they're talking about, in our lifetime... Uh, it's going to be all self-driving cars, and, and you're going to you're going to use like sort of a Uber app. Even if you ban, let's just forget self-driving. Even if you banned gasoline car new car sales today, ban it today, it would take fucking fifty years to replace all the cars with electric cars. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, the fish are really look, close. His now. eyes, his oh, eyes are just oh, looking at God. the. Can we, should we go inside? I'll pull the shades oh, closed yeah. so you can't see. Oh, Come on, oh my God, I'm getting weak in the knees. On, you want to? I'm getting weak in the knees. Oh my God! No, um, but the the article I read was you got an Uber app. You you call a car. It shows up. No driver. You jump in. You do your Google Maps or your Waze or whatever. Get to your location and just get out of the car, and the damn thing just takes off. That they have that now. It's called a fucking Uber. It just <laughs> What's yeah. the difference? Just tell the guy not to talk to you. What's, yeah. <laughs> all that. All you need for there is a box in your Uber profile that says "Shut up and don't talk to me." Yeah. And oh, there you have that. What a great idea. Yeah. Because yeah, a lot of these guys get a little chatty. You need a "Don't speak to me" button. Right. For sure. But I'm um, sorry. We have some. We have some waves here. Wow. No, yeah. those are probably 50 pound striped bass that are just saying hi. <laughs> They're just saying hi. <laughs> you are so no, weird. Look, if we, if, here's the problem. If the goal, it was my own. <laughs> Dude, you're full spectrum right now. Yes. Let me finish, let me just finish out this right, one it. thought, and then we can talk about anything else you want. So, Girls. If the goal was really to improve safety, which everyone says it is, there are way, way, way more cheap can do right now proven ways to improve safety. There's a million of them, and they're being done in other countries. You, you know, you can pick not all of them in other countries, but you can go to other countries and find... Well, name one. I, this, is, this is fascinating. Um, variable speed limits, like in Switzerland, based on road conditions, weather, things like that. So, like in Germany, like all yeah. new cars sold in Germany, like, they have better headlights than we have. Like, they have better, better driver training is the biggest one. Make it harder to get a license, that kind of thing. Make it harder. Like, America's driving test is obscenely easy compared to other countries. We do not take driving seriously as a country. So I would start there and then have things like variable speed limits based on conditions, etc. That's way easier and could be implemented right this second, but it's not about safety. It's about money. What can we sell you? What can we convince you you need? 
it's but it's all fucking bullshit money. It's just it's money. I mean, technology's great, but like the goal isn't safety. If the goal is safety, why is Elon Musk selling flamethrowers in California? Right. What's with the Our fucking throwers? state catches on fire every year. Elon Musk is selling them so going, "Hey, buy my electric car. We're going to save the planet." You want a flamethrower? Why, why does he sell flamethrowers? It's a goof. It's a Spaceballs goof. He's, a, he's a, a, obsessed with Spaceballs. Teslas have ludicrous mode. It's a Spaceballs goof. Um, Which, on the one hand, do you ever think Spaceballs goofs were going to make it into real cars, the real life? But that car going into space, that was kind of awesome. Throwing his car into space? That was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's a goof. But the whole Supposedly thing- that has already crashed to Earth. Is that true? I have no idea. I thought I, I read that somewhere. His Tesla Roadster after. Day and what one. about the rockets coming back down on the That's launch pads? That's fucking cool. That, that was amazing. amazing. I'll give I'll give those, those guys credits. You, they, I watched them land rockets, and that's awesome. And you're you're based out of L.A. They're, they're digging. So I saw the takeoff that looked like a giant sperm yeah. in the sky. Did you see that? It was nuts. Where the stages separate and they return. Like SpaceX is crazy. I know people who work at SpaceX. It's very legit. SpaceX is a hundred percent legit. And what about the tunnels they're working on? <laughs> <laughs> the, that's the uh, the boring company. It's called. That's Wait. another one of his companies. He's trying to dig what? tunnels under LA to alleviate traffic. It's dumb, but the flamethrowers were supposed to promote that. Seriously, I swear to God. Sometimes I think he's so smart, he's dumb, right? I don't want to say what I really think on the record <laughs> because I don't want to get sued. Oh, yeah, yeah he's got more money. Just, than just, he knows what to do I with. Think, oh, he told me it's a Ponzi scheme. Oh my god, I did not. Oh my god. Oh my. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's a joke, people. No, I, you know it's it's. There's I all kinds. Of, wow, your phone is going nuts. Yeah. There's all kinds of stories, good and bad. The bottom line is the technology is pretty cool. The way it's implemented, in my opinion, is slightly deceptive. All right. I'm impressed. I'll, I'll tell you something about Elon Musk. You want to hear something about Elon Musk? Yeah, please. You know about his mom? You bang her? No. Tell yeah. me. She's one, of those, she's one of those models, mm-hmm. but she's a very old model <laughs> with gray hair. And she, look, at, look her up Wait, on the like phone. Now? She's, model she's now? still modeling. <laughs> she's one of those like really? way past her prime uh, models, and she for gets like on the all the covers. and stuff? No, she's a legit model, and really? I think she's in her 70s. Good for her. I started Good watching gray hair porn South a couple African weeks ago. women are very hot. The Dutch influence? Yeah. D- Dutch girls? Dutch smoke girls shows. Are hot. Dutch yeah. girls are Although really I don't hot. have a lot of trust for white guys who left South Africa in 94. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, you've been watching grandma porn lately? I just kind of came up on my feed. I guess Google's trying to f- figure it out. <laughs> the algorithm. Where I was <laughs> headed. <laughs> you might also like. <laughs> you might also like. <laughs> I figured at that moment in time you needed some chicken soup. Oh, you know I, I like older party. chicks. So do you. You like your old, you're in love with your shrink. She's like 60. Oh, do you have a Dr. Melfi situation? Yeah, he has a Dr. Melfi oh, situation. How fortunate for you. You better not catch a fish while I'm podcasting. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. He says... He says good luck. <laughs> I can hope he talks. You don't talk shit on someone else's boat. He's in other rules. Rule. It's the rule. You I got my own rules. You buy your own boat. You want to talk shit on? <laughs> They're fishing a hundred feet from tomorrow. <laughs> You're going back to Long Island. They definitely don't want people. I'm that size boat. <laughs> this boat's the only one of these in fucking East Coast too. So they there's no hiding. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, they built five of these. In the I was just kidding. Why are they going away? 
Because you're because fucking you're screaming like a crazy. you're screaming and scaring all the fish. <laughs> <laughs> Get your beekeeper's outfit on. Because we're, we're on the Stugats out here. <laughs> so we start fucking... Yeah. I just watched that Sopranos where he parks it off the fucking oh, house. Oh, Isn't that good. the best? That was, I, uh, that was the best television. That was that show really started the whole thing, didn't I, it? I met that guy three times, David Chase. David Chase? Was he cool? Uh, in Jersey while they were filming, yeah. Because some of my friends were... Uh, Advisors yeah. on the show, really? <laughs> yeah, like the real guys. like authenticity. Advisors. Yeah, I was on set a couple times. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Dude, I tell you what, Paul, I this just, is a big dude. He's, just, a, he's like your size, a little bit taller than you. Yeah, I just pulled up. Uh, Hold this for a second. I, I haven't watched Sopranos in a while, so you talk Sopranos. I'm going to throw a lure in. Keep it like that. All right, we got it. We got it. He's Opie's gonna Opie's gonna drop. What do you? What kind of lure are you rocking for this? I don't know. You want the it, clams? Uh, oh, we have. He brought live bait, actually. You want to bring the bait? <laughs> no, no. Gotta go. To uh, <laughs> you know, um, wait. Put a what's bagel it? on it. You know what'll really ruin you if you watch the. Sopra- I was a fan of Sopranos more than I was a fan of Bruce Springsteen. Right. And so now, occasionally, I'll see. Wait, this way, sideways. Yeah, okay. Not too close. Not okay. Too close. So now I'll see like a music video with like Steven Van Zant right. singing and shit, and I go, "This is just not right." Yeah, it's weird. Right? I go, "Why is Silvio singing this corny shit?" But you know what? It's funny. That's the only part I didn't like about Sopranos. Was Silvio? Was Silvio? I thought he was the only over the top. God, I didn't. I didn't know him in any other way. No, so just the way his young. mannerisms were like extra hey, mobby. Yeah, 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 like yeah. real mobsters usually. You know what's funny? Mobsters in real life, they try to look like waspy, mm-hmm. but they just don't know how to do it. <laughs> so they'll have like a Vineyard Vines fleece on, but with filas. <laughs> they don't. They just don't get it. The right? uh, the one mobster I really knew well actually wore the uh, the track suits. Oh, he yeah. really was into the track suits. I just well, ordered the. You want to see the display? Go ahead. No, well, the other way. The other way, this like way. That. No, 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 straight at Jesus each other. fucking yeah, yeah. Christ! Jeez. What a mess this. This thing is. This is some fragile podcast. Why, why do we let this fucking guy bring a stupid fishing pole? You call that? You call that a cast? <laughs> oh, this, okay, he's really started. no. He's figured it out. He's I mean, this is right Opie's retirement business here is really going well. He's figured out how to have someone else hold the rig. <laughs> do you know that he was like? He was like, you know, Opie. You can tell when Opie doesn't want to do something or he's trying to find a way. So he would call me a couple times, and he's like, so are we going to do this Matt uh, thing on the boat? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, bro. I told you we're doing it, and we're, we're going to do it. I was so ex- I was super excited to have you guys then out you, here. Then you, then you text us, bring your fishing pole. Next thing you notice, Deuce here at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you're all, you're all, I'm a morning person. Really, he's looking at the tide schedules <laughs> exactly. for the fucking he's fishing. You're bullshit. not a morning person. person Guy who does radio for fucking 30 years <laughs> wants to get up early? Fuck exactly. that. <laughs> so what are you, you're going to do this annoying casting the whole time? Wait, Opie, can we for, oh, can we for a second? Can you just tell me as a fan of the show for such a long time? Yeah, you interviewed what, me for a while. Yeah, what <laughs> is no seriously? I do. I want to. What is it like to know Patrice O'Neill in person? It's to have to have known Patrice O'Neill in person. He was the most honest and the funniest person I ever met in my entire life, and he's one of the only people that scared the living shit out of me. When in he, what way? He was so big and so intimidating. And but if you could get Patrice O'Neill uh, to laugh, you, you you knew you made it. Yeah, was, I saw him perform by accident once about three months before he died in the Hard Rock Seminole. I happened to be there, and he happened to be performing, and he did one of the greatest stand-up sets I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it was the material for like Elephant in the Room, I think he was yeah, yeah, doing. Yeah. 
and I routinely listen to that over and over. It's the, one of the funniest stand-up routines of all time. His take on life in general was second to none. And people will be quoting Patrice O'Neill for 10, 20, 30 years from now. I quoted him before. What, I quoted him earlier. Again? The mailroom hoe that thinks they're a CEO because uh. they've been there for a month. <laughs> I quote that all the time. Like, I think he got that material from doing our radio show, trust me. Well, what, we had you a know, lot of people that came through that thought their shit didn't stink and uh, started out as interns and were wondering, when am I getting my fucking radio show? What did, what did, like, how, he had, like, such a, I mean, he was able to take such, like, a balanced view on, like, so many things. I always thought, like, he was so good at seeing the other side of every issue. Yeah, his, his logic was unbelievable. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I yeah. feel like that's where, like, radio funny really comes from. What do you mean? The, that, the logic is where the radio funny comes from as opposed to, like, stand-up right. funny. I don't well, know. Stand Maybe up. I don't know anything. No, no, no. <laughs> well, with stand-up, you know, it's all about, you know, joke, 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 you know. Yeah. If you go, I forgot what the formula was, but if you're, if people aren't laughing for 30 seconds, then you're not doing your job on a stage. I, don't quote me on that, but it's something like that. But in radio, you could kind of settle in and get a, a longer conversation going. Uh-oh, but Carl found a pet. <laughs> Carl found a duck. Carl found. Do you want? Are you just lowering that so you can cook it later? <laughs> that's a beautiful duck. Is that? That's a really nice looking duck. That's gorgeous. It's got like long tail. You what want, do you look for you in a duck? To, you want me to snag it? The, uh, yeah, but then I gotta kill don't it. get blood all over my. Yeah. This ain't a fucking fishing. I got wow, teak like decks and shit. You can't just like slaughter shit on this yeah. thing. Although he knows what's happening, though he's running away. He heard me talk about. Yeah, look at that. He's gonna go. No, no, no. He smells chef. <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful. That's I might have purple, to try the that's clams. A okay, the lure's not working. Today. I'll go get the clams. Go get the clams. No, no, we got a podcast. No, 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 no. Podcast away. No, bro. We I got a podcast. Delete a But um, back to like Patrice real quick because I thought you know, especially given who uh, you know Anthony was <laughs> at the time, to have the two of them being able to have like a fairly civil discussion, or at least it sounded that way on the radio, right. was a unique situation absolutely i mean my my whole thing with politics on the radio i i just uh and, it, and it's most people don't do it this way it's always just one-sided it dr used to drive me nuts i'm like let's all right let's talk about you know politics but let's try to get both sides represented but most of the talk show hosts they don't want that they just want their side and they just want to just like well because you have to bullshit. build an audience that like kind of self-perpetuates right so you have to build that echo chamber or whatever I guess but it would drive me nuts like I mean like that's what to? drives me nuts about uh, uh, these are clam bellies clam bellies going on the rise that's delicious they uh, got, right, so they catch bluefish out here and they catch stripers yeah yeah no, I'm looking for a striper he totally researched everything um, <laughs> the joke is on us <laughs> This has nothing to do with the podcast. <laughs> he ate all the fucking bagels, and now he's fishing. No. Yeah, no. Podcast over. Um, no, but um, that's what drives me nuts about watching MSNBC or Fox. It's like they're just spewing to the converted, man. Yeah. I, I would rather them get like a hardcore opposition on and really battle it out. That would that would make for some great TV, but no one has the desire to do that. Because whenever either uh, channel has the other side on, it's... They know there what goes that towel. Did you, see that? Did you, you watch just, that? He motherfucker just dunked his clam on my beach <laughs> towel. <laughs> a, it looks like a pulled out uterus. Don't fucking not. I what do you need? A paper towel? Yeah, Give his own shirt. I got. I got nothing. I got. No you got to go grab a paper towel from downstairs, Carl. I'm sorry. You know I got nothing. This podcast is turned to fucking. This part. I'm glad. I'm glad I could be here for this one. This is what happens when you take it out of the studio, right, Oh? Yes. 
you don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, yeah, here. I mean, I, listen. I've heard fucking fire trucks. <laughs> you guys, you guys keep it raw. Hopefully, we'll hear Carl drowning. <laughs> I hear you. Oh, you're there. I got the buckets of concrete. Are right, we ready? Let's get big cast. Good distance. A little bit. Looks like about 60 feet. Right, Is this the first time you've ever broadcasted while fishing? Oh, uh, yeah. Something like that. Anyway, no, he used to write shit on the sand, remember? Oh, yeah, with, with, your, with your toes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your head on a swivel. <laughs> that was my favorite one at the aquarium. Got nice out oh, here today. Shit. This is you good. Yeah, that? of course I remember. When that. everyone was backstabbing me, yeah, and yeah, I just keep happen- your head on a swivel, boys. <laughs> I just happened to go to an aquarium that day and said, "I can make some videos today." Nice. Oh, look at that you guys shark tank. The, the walk around, walk around town videos a lot better than me. I, I like see for me, making car videos works out really good for me because I like. I'm pretty good in front of a camera, but I like to be like in the middle of nowhere. I don't like to stand in the middle of the crowd and make a fucking scene. I get all I get all clammed up about that That's shit. That's Opie, man. Opie will embarrass the shit out of you. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know how hard, you know how many things I've done. Do you know how many places I've been naked? Do you know how many, how many times I've ruined sex? And I mean, oh, do you want to mind that? There was, I was I was with this girl once, and I was trying to get this girl the whole summer, and she was beautiful. Hey Amanda, and, <laughs> and shout out to Amanda. Shout out to Amanda. What's up, boo? <laughs> so, so um, I finally get her by the end of the summer, and she's wearing this little sundress. And I try to go in from the top. There was like a little half moon, but it was too far. My hand got jammed up my wrist between the bra and the thing. So I said, "Fuck it, I'm going under." Right? I'm going right through the undercarriage. I go right in. At least eight fingers into the butt area <laughs> immediately because I figured I want you to stop me now. I don't want you to stop me when I'm it's ready really to go. Time, really time efficient. Yeah, you? like I want to know if if, if maybe you were laughing at something else or does that mean to put my fingers in your butt? Right. <laughs> so I'm going to go with number two and then walk me back. Right. <laughs> so you can always walk me back. You can always walk me back. We can go back to kissing. Right. But right now we're going all in. So I'm I'm eight fingers in. Right? I'm right there. Barbarian's at the gate. I'm ready to breach. All of a sudden, I feel something foreign in one of my fingers, and I pull my hand back out, and I look, and there's maybe a little quarter-inch square of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and that was one of those times. It was, it was a, life, a life-building experience. It was a, a teachable moment. I said, this is, uh, this is what you came here for, kid. You get that done. <laughs> and, and I just wiped the toilet paper on her sundress and I just kept going. <laughs> I thought the story was going to end differently. I, didn't did admit, I admit I did too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't see that going there. She's a good kid. Good What's up, Amanda? Hi, Amanda. She's a good Amanda's kid. Amanda's a good egg. Good well, sport. Hey, Amanda. Good sport. Amanda, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I saw her the other day. <laughs> She's got three kids and shit. That's wow. awesome. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we break out the Z- Zimas that you Is brought? Is it time for Zima Zooch? Yeah, Zima Zooch explode in the freezer. We had to put them in the freezer because the you know they was <laughs> the warm. best. Is I bring the Zimas up because. Wait, one's half, one's half missing. Did you drink it in the car? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> eight o'clock. In Nothing the morning. like an eight a.m. room temperature Zima. Oh, oh my Jesus. god. Bro, Zima's the best. Obi, when was the last time you even saw one of these? I I couldn't put a date on it. This says limited release. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought they were they were gone, right? Yeah, bro. I stood online like an iPhone to get these things. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. You know, like people like electronics. I'm like, trick booze. <laughs> Wait, so they're bringing Zima back for a, a limited I time? A rep called me. He's like, uh, and it's and they know how I am. They know I party hard. 
You know, they're like, hey, fat Jason. They know I'm Barty Hard, yeah. so my, their first thought was, yeah, they're like, Zima's coming back. Yeah, so the little Indian guy, PJ, at, at Buy Right Liquors, he's like, oh, the uh, Zima coming in, call Gary. And I was like, yo, hide that shit. I got two cases of Zim Zims. Zim Zims. Let me that taste this is, shit. Oh. For the first time in, uh, what year? 20 years? This was 90, 94 balling. I think I had, might have had it in 96. 94, maybe. 96, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know the years too much because of the drugs. How long did you wait online for? About twenty-five minutes to get the Zim Zims. Isn't it? It's funny they you waited online twenty-four it. minutes too long. <laughs> yeah, what, you don't gross. like it? Ah, it's terrible. It's pretty gross. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> Thank gross. you, Matt. Yeah, it's really not Thank good. Thank you. As the only award-winning chef here, I say it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Makes both of your words null and void. This <laughs> is—you'd find this in a basket on Chopped. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, yo, can we get Carl on Chopped? You I can go on Chopped. I, refuse, I, I told him no twice. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, on, on principle, or do you have? No, a I'm just trying to stay away from game shows. I, I, I don't think. It, I mean, I'm on one, and I'm really good at it, but I, I miss the days of, like, old school where you learn something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we had this show idea, right? Cuckold Cooking with Carl. <laughs> this is where Carl went up to a guy who's in a relationship, and Carl shows up to that guy's kitchen and outcooks him in front of his lady. Oh, my God. Cuckold Cooking with Carl. I'll tell you, That's hilarious. I'll tell you a story. We're, we're in a, we were on a beautiful, we were on a giant boat. What's up with these fucking waves, dude? Bro, I'm Cuban, bro. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> this puts you to sleep, bro. Oh, oh, you got to move. You got to move it. You got a little nibble. There was a nibble look on that. Look at that. Look. look. Here, right, I'll yeah, take yeah, this. Yeah, go, yeah. go, go. Let's talk. Oh, Jesus. He's off. He's, He's good. Zima, bro. This, these things are limited edition. What do you think? Does that feel nibbly? It's a nibbly. Talk. So, Opie's fishing, which is weird. Wait, we were just so limited release for how long with these emails? I don't know, but I bought two cases just because the, for the ladies. Go. I mean, it's a it matches your gold G Shock, bro. Tell me this doesn't make you feel nice. Like, Carl's rocking a Yeti trucker hat, a gold G Shock, a Biggie shirt, and <laughs> and white Adidas flip flops with socks. That still have nose blood from Miami on them. That's really disgusting, Carl. <laughs> 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 I had a hydraulic still- that in the beast. <laughs> oh man, Carl took the bait. Opie's oh, back. Opie's back with uh, with no clam. No clams, and he's just putting clam on everything that you own, Matt. Isn't this so? <laughs> they they tell to, you never meet your de- never meet your idols, bro. Right. Never meet your idols. They'll make you stink like fish. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> those are your idols. I, I remember uh, the first time I had Zima, and I and I closed with this girl. She was a little gem. Jessica Ortiz. What up, Jessica? <laughs> Shout out to Jessica. Shout out to Jessica. <laughs> Found an olive in your hiney. <laughs> you know what I do want to miss is this grip bottle they have, though. It's a really strong bottle. I love design. it. It looks like it was designed by a Russian in Brighton Beach. <laughs> <laughs> this looked like the vodka we had. <laughs> this they, looks like they will be confused. I put baby blood in this. <laughs> <laughs> There's that Russian standard vodka guy. What's his name? Petchenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something Chenko. He fucking docks his boat. He's got a he's got a four hundred and fifty foot yacht yeah. that he drops anchor off by house. He can't get in Marina del Rey. Really? Can't get in the the Los Angeles Harbor. So he drops anchor, and it's it looks like a fucking Bond villain shit. It's crazy. My, Vodka money. Those those Brighton Beach Russians. When uh, my brother at Harvard became friends with this kid, really smart kid. My brother went the the medical route. He went the uh, the the financial nerd route. Uh huh. And became a financial lawyer, some shit, I don't know. Something only white people use. So he got a job. He thought it was a good idea to get a job with these Russian guys from Brighton Beach. And Harvard guy, and they were paying him all the money in the world. And my brother said to him, says, hey, man, 
listen, I know they're paying you a lot of money, but be careful. You know what I mean? Ow! Carl, that's in. The, oh, George, that's in the movies. You know, real like Harvard kid, never right. seen anything bad in his life. You know, comes from fucking Oshkosh Bagosh, wherever the fuck they wear flannel, right? So, there. One week goes by where he doesn't hear from the kid, whatever. Come, all of a sudden, he's asking his friend. He goes, "Well, what happened?" He goes, "Oh, he passed away." So my brother goes, "What? What?" He said he was in the guy's office in Brighton Beach. The ru- <laughs> two Russian guys came in. Come on, tied him up. Decapitated him and threw him into the fucking ocean. Damn what? it! Yeah. Done. Wow. There's your little law career. You're a tough guy. <laughs> Hope it was worth those it. Russians, for that Rolex. Those Russians are are ruthless. Oh boy. Uh oh. Hang on. Jeez. Hope, Hope he's fucking up. Yeah, it's like millions of dollars here. You got clams on everything. I'm, I'm, You're, I'm, it's an embarrassment. I'm, I'm, I'm working the the it's mic a, place, man, and I was, you guys are moving around too much. And goddamn scenes of the door, just a little chrome and a little wood. yeah, just chrome and teak. You see Matt Paddock? <laughs> That's gonna make me happy. Oh, no. That's gonna make me so happy. This is gonna be this he better not turn into one of those fucking. Matt's a tough guy with tattoos, but man, you you smell a little zima on, on his dad's boat. It's that over. Zima, that was beer. That was beer. Uh, the beer? I would have literally took the chrome right off of him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is going to turn into like the old days Opie where he had some author on who wrote a shitty book and he just fucking slowly turns the screw. Uh, you know? <laughs> I peed on his book. You Remember? peed on his book? Yeah, I peed. Yeah, yeah, man. That's some OG Opie and Anthony <laughs> grime. As he was uh, trying to sell his book, that was just terrible. I wish I remember what the name of the book was. It's but one of the grimiest things a radio host has ever done in the history of radio. And, and as, <laughs> as, he, <laughs> as he's trying to sell it, that's why, even though I'm good with serious these days, that's why them letting <laughs> letting me go the way they did, I'm like, really? <laughs> the things we oh, did? Yeah that, yeah, that was on serious. That wasn't even like NEW. That right. was so, on fucking serious. So the guy is uh, trying to promote this book, and, he, and he's selling it. He's selling it. Why you should buy his book. And the whole time, I put it in the wastebasket right next to me to my right and just whipped it out and started peeing on the top of his book. But he was he was on the phone, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he wasn't in studio. Yeah, but I wasn't. If he was in studio, then that I would. <laughs> I probably would have peed on his shoes. <laughs> yeah. Why the, why the look? Why would you do that, bro? No, but I, I, I didn't... It wasn't a good book, and he wasn't a good guest. I, I, was, I remember was hearing that last. No, we had, a, we had a secret bit, although the listeners were way into it after a while, where we, we would book uh, bad guests on purpose so we could fuck with them. <laughs> and right, then, funny. And then That's the, funny. But then the word got you, out that... He would go in the other room and then call in as a guest and be like... <laughs> It was before the characters got way out of control and not funny. It was when they were still kind of funny. Wait, what was this? No, oh, don't get him started. Never mind. Move, move, what, 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 no, no, no. say it again for the record? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, just move on. What, what was he saying? That Jimmy would call in from the other room. Oh, in a yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Whatever. That, a, a bunch of that stuff. Yeah, worked. yeah, it was funny. That that worked over the years. But anyway, but now, but you weren't on boats, and now no, you but are. I wasn't. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I. I, I wouldn't do those things just because the guy was on the phone. I would do stuff right to people's faces, I remember, too. Well, I remember that. I was, that's why when before we started recording again, I said, I asked you, we, we, the conversation went the other way, but, like, at what point do you go, It's I'm going to fucking fuck with this guy right to his face until he leaves? Uh, I mean, it depended if they... If they weren't respecting us or they were just being complete and other assholes, I couldn't take it. Oh, it's like that Don, like when fucking people just refused to answer questions. And oh, all that, that horse shit. American Pie. Don McLean. Don McLean. That was awful. Yeah. What are you doing radio for? It, it was <laughs> so. Talk about shit. 
It was, that was the beginning of the end. They got so mad at me that they I did. that that I didn't do a legit interview with Don McLean. I tried in the beginning. You were there, right, yeah. Carl? No, no, I heard it. Oh, I you was... heard that one. You weren't there that day. And I tried, and then it turned into well, I still got to like try to entertain the audience. Yeah. So then I spun the thing, and then Pete Davidson was in there, and he was relentless. Oh yeah, I remember, Pete yeah, Davidson. Pete was brutal. Look at, he got fucking engaged. Look at him. Yeah, to Ariana, Ariana Gra- Gra- Don't mention Ariana Grande. From? Oh, you, you want to talk, talk about, about it? it? No, oh fuck. Carl hates when I talk about Ariana oh, Grande. I don't. I don't no, no, anything it was about the other her. day. It was doing a podcast. I haven't seen Vic Henley or Sherrod. We haven't been together on the radio for a year. This one, all he wants to talk about is Ariana fucking Grande. Sherrod started it. Sherrod was there. Why? Why was Sherrod? Sherrod took a that? picture because they all were at the the comedy cell. Oh right. Ariana Grande, uh, John Mayer, uh, and Pete Davidson, uh-huh. obviously, and. And and Ariana Grande uh, travels with like four or five bodyguards, mm-hmm. not just one. And they're all like no fucking pictures. But Sherrod is so smooth, he gets things done. He got a picture, a group picture of Pete Davidson, Ariana Grande. Sherrod uh, was in it. John Mayer, a couple other comedians. It's a good picture. And, yeah, good and, get. No, the picture went crazy viral. John so, Mayer had the the new turquoise AP diver. Did he really? He. John Mayer's got watches. Oh, he's, for miles. Yeah, John Mayer's got watches. Could you guys explain the the watch culture to me? So I think I don't. It's another thing I don't get. Carl's totally. Carl yeah. started uh, explaining it's totally, it to me. Oh. I, 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 <laughs> ah, you just did it. I can't give Obi shit now because I just spilled Zima. But I spilled it on fiberglass, not leather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know who didn't feel who didn't spill Zima? The pro. The pro. Um, so the watch thing. Okay, Carl's angle. I love Carl's. Carl is the most pragmatic angle, right. which is. I like trophies, which I think is the best. Right, right. <laughs> it's the you know it's jewelry that men wear. I mean, honestly, you could you could you could wear something that costs as much as a big diamond ring, and you don't look like a complete asshole. Um, but from from a car perspective, it's machinery. You know, it's mo- more than just something. You know, it's there's a precision element to it. Um, this one you can't see it, but like the actual movements, the machine is is pretty cool. There's a history about it. There's materials and engineering, and I don't know. It's interesting. I do a podcast about watches called yeah. the Watch and Listen Podcast. I love it care. with a Weiss with Cameron makes, Weiss who makes yeah. watches in Los Angeles, and, and it's also a status symbol among the the well, men too. They 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 look at each other and go, "Oh, all right, I see what's going on here." I grew up with some with some guys in in the business, not in that business, in the in the business that gets you those watches, but. <laughs> The, um, there was a guy I worked for when I was young, and he told me, he says, kid, I'm going to teach you something. It's going to be for the rest of your life. I said, God. He says, every man on his wrist should have some a watch that costs as much as a security deposit for an apartment, a TV, a new mattress, and some shoes. Opie, I'm telling a story. Stop listening to the fucking You fish. heard the splash. I, heard, I saw the splash. I, I know it's, but he's got to bring it back. Bring yeah. it back. You know how watches give you a hard on? No, they don't. That's what a fish is. Bloop. Yeah. When you hear a bloop. Jesus. Bloop. Just think about the so, most expensive watch you, yeah. you can I mean, hate tweets you're going to get. Good, he had good advice there. Carl yeah, yeah, advice. yeah, go ahead. So, so always no, see, even if I'm not listening, Somebody people is. are listening. Oh, I know you're not listening. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't looked for you, at you for months now. I know you're not listening. So, <laughs> you, just hold, you, you just hold the goddamn machine. That's so funny. So listen, so... He told me that. He says, kid, always have that on your wrist. And that was the reason I started watch collecting. When I was 16, he took me to 47th Street, and I bought a Rolex 5513, which is an old-style plexiglass uh, Rolex Submariner. It's now worth a fuck ton of money. And uh, and then I parlayed that. I sold that, and I bought two uh, two watches that were my blue chips. I bought a uh, 
double red sea dweller, which is a, it's a Rolex sea dweller that had red markings on it. And then I parlayed two Cartiers that my friend gave it to me that were stolen. And a uh, long time ago, it doesn't matter. Everybody's dead now. And the, uh, <laughs> some right before and then some right after. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, but the uh, I bought a, a watch called a Rolex Sea Dweller Comex. So Comex yeah. was a French diving company, and they would put their logo on this watch. And I bought that watch when I was 17 years old. I had a Comex, and I paid 2,100 dollars for it. Damn. And now and I th- and I sold it for eighty seven thousand dollars. Eighty seven thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very rare. Box and papers, everything. Fire. From Comex. Fire. I, I got a Fitbit. There you go. There's no. It's not about <laughs> when I started, when I knew my 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 marriage was going south. Yeah. Two days after I got married. Yeah. What I did was, I started buying a lot of watches. I started buying and I, and I, what I would do is I would give them to my boys, like my close boys. I'd be like, one day I'm gonna come for that. Ah, right, cool, man. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> I've been knocking on doors for like the last few weeks. <laughs> no, the the watch thing, like. So I think in, that's we both have we both like them because we like them. But I think in general, I find it funny that on Instagram, a house, a car, and a watch are all the same size. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's the, smart. Instagram has really, really affected the luxury watch market because it's provided a way to show them off to people who want to see them um, in a way that you that it's. Cars are much more obvious. You go to a car show, they park the cars, and everybody walks around, and that's the thing. You, it's so obvious, but a watch is much more subtle. So Instagram has driven that market a lot. I'm fascinated by the culture of the whole thing. There's for, a there's a whole years, culture. Around yeah, it. for yeah. years, for years, they want my friend, my friend's buddy wanted us to hire me as a spotter to rob people because I can spot very high quality products. Yeah, they're like Carl would be the best spotter ever. I know the difference between a. Uh, uh, Yves Saint Laurent purse or uh, Hermes purse, or I, I could tell. I could tell if you got that good hardware on that Hermes. And purse. now it's crew. You know, Carl will tell you with the watches because vintage is such a thing. Oh, yeah. that's the fakes are completely oh, out of have, control. We have full blown emergency phone calls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like emergency, don't buy anything. Right. I called him the other day. Fakes are so crazy. Yeah. I bought him. A, I called him the other day. I'm like. Matt, red alert, he's in a McLaren <laughs> talking to Mini Driver. Yeah. And then he's got me. Dude, yo, 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 red alert, cuz I'm at an Applebee's. Yeah. I'm calling from Applebee's all hammered. Wow. And what they're doing is they're welding new pieces of steel on the vintage watches and then filing it down to make them look substantial like they have to make been... worn watches look mint. Yes, yeah, so they could say, yeah, it's bad. So what's so the most like... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Matt. No, like, like, so this the, the bezel, right? The colored part it fades over time, and so if you have a really nice fade, it's an an indicator of like a worn but care for watch, and like that's what you want, right? So it's been easy to fake that for a while, and now it's getting easy to fake the hard to fake shit, yeah. you know. And so once what once watches go over the gavel for uh, millions for of millions dollars. of dollars, then what happens is the counterfeiters they move down market, right? So you got guys that have been able to counterfeit Ming Dynasty China and pottery from fucking Jurassic Park or whatever fuck they brought it from. Now they're making watches because now the profit's there. So the profits were never there so the watches are untouched. That's why yeah. people like me, I wear a lot of Seikos and stuff because they're still honest. Not, Dude, they're faking Seikos they're faking now. Seikos. They're faking, the watch game is so crazy they're faking Seikos. Yeah. And they're easy to fake. <laughs> because the, the real ones are almost fake. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, for the record, you killed Azima. I finished Azima. There's Matt. Delicious. 
Matt Farrow from Smoky Tire. Player. I so, finished the Z- So what's the most expensive watch right now? Well, uh, there's something called a Rolex Paul Newman. Daytona. So there's a Rolex Daytona that is a, a specific vintage in a specific color that the actor Paul Newman wore. It was never officially called that, but Paul Newman's personal Paul Newman, like his, uh, just sold for $17.5 which was the record. In steel. So that, that really that was a big change in the watch market where it used to be precious metals, large complications like uh, like turn of the century. Um, there was a there was a guy named Graves and he would commission a lot of watches like the most complicated Patek, the most complicated Vacheron, and now it went from those people to the new people. It's almost like the pocket watches and everything are the people that collected model trains. The market's gone. No one wants to have a pocket. As big of a fucking hipster as you are, yeah. nobody looks cool bringing out a pocket watch. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> what did you just put out of your yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. jacket with the little There's chain? There's no beer craft enough. Yeah. Like, I saw this one. Dude. He had everything. He had everything. He had the little mustache. The handlebar. The handlebar. With the with the fucking pocket square, and I see him pull out a, a pull out a, a vintage pocket watch. Yeah, and I just had hater Tourette's. <laughs> I'm just like boo, boo, boo. I was like, get in the car. I'm like boo. I couldn't take it. It was too much. It was everything. He had the yeah. old loafers. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck that guy. No, but but uh, but like a good a good watch. It's like will be tough. You can use it. You can wear it, and and in some cases you can collect it and make a little money. Yeah, and Porsche, and and, and to connect it to cars, the old Rolex sport watches. It's almost it happened so quickly. Like when I was collecting Rolex oysters, um, oysters is the name of the case. They call it an oyster because it was waterproof. Uh, and they say they invented waterproof, but they did. They did not. Um, like they it, said, the rotating bezel was invented by Blancpain. Uh, there, there's a lot of people. Rolex really didn't invent anything. It's actually no, the name doesn't the apple, <laughs> the apple of watches. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's a it's a collection of different technologies. They didn't. The automatic movement was connect was was invented by a company named Hardwood. But uh, anyway, they were going down a rabbit hole. But um, just like cars, remember like nine elevens used to be all right, but not that expensive. Yeah. Well, but they work. You could drive them, and they they have. Uh, the satisfaction that you get on them is modern. They have right? a really, have a really good honesty about that. Right. Yeah, and especially like, you know, the roads have more traffic today. They're hotter. They're more crowded. So the 911 being air-cooled doesn't overheat like right. a lot of old cars. Right. It behaves itself better. So 911s are like through the fucking roof, and Rolex sport watches, vintage Submariners and stuff, are through the roof. Right. In parallel. And then, like, the really complicated ones, you know, they, they suffer. I mean, they're still expensive. Like, my buddy, he has a, a Ferrari Daytona, right? And we're in the car. You, you're literally, everybody in the car is a goddamn mechanic. What's going <laughs> What's going Like, I, I mean, just things you what's don't want to smell. The what's car smell? The what's car's that? literally a million fucking dollars. What, what's going on? Ah, brake fluid's boiling up. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> what's going on? Ah, one of the floats in the carburetor. Don't worry, that's yeah. just raw fuel. Yeah. It's actually, thank God it's on the other side. <laughs> so no fire, but it's gonna, it's just, you're just gonna smell gas. I'm like, dude, I've had I smell all the gas. I've had this conversation so many times. <laughs> and then it's like, then we're driving, it's like, <laughs> third gear ain't working today. I'm like, this is a million dollars. Like, yeah, yeah. this is the most unsatisfying. Fine thing. The speedometer goes from ten to two hundred and forty kilometers. The RPM just go like a loony clock. (laughs) Last year I'm at Pebble Beach, which is the big primo car show, right? The heavy hitters, the the twenty million dollar auction. I'm looking at a Ferrari Daytona. Well, not to buy, I'm just looking at it. It's like a million dollars. Right. 
and I'm looking at it, and the color's pretty cool. And they're gorgeous. Whatever. They're gorgeous. This guy walks up next to me, and he goes, man, he goes, I had one of these back in the day. I go, really? What was it like to drive? He goes, it was like a fucking truck. It is. It was terrible. And I go, really? Really? He goes, yeah, I'm going to bid 850 for this one tomorrow. Okay. The steering wheel is, it's the steering wheel, to turn it, it's, it's, you, there's no way you could look cool sitting in it. And the steering wheel is all the way up to your chest, but the, the, the pedals are all the way in the back to the right. So you sit sideways with the steering wheel, yeah. and it looks like an old movie. I'm driving around like this. Italian. Like, it's just like, what the fuck? And then it has all these vents, and no matter where you put the vent, it's heat yeah. that smells like gas. <laughs> There's no... So if you move the vent to the blue, it's heat that smells like gas. And then if you move the vent to, to red, the temperature of the car goes down, but now you get extra gas with a little transmission fluid. Little, it's the, he is so good at describing things. That's like <laughs> is that, that's that like, is the most accurate thing anyone's ever said about driving a Ferrari Daytona. They're awful. Ever. It's the only honest thing ever so said for the record. About what I'm that. getting from this is just simply not satisfying, uh, considering the money you put into the damn. <sighs> I don't thing. find old Ferraris. And I've been, I I drove in a in a in a Dino, a two seventy whatever two forty six Dino, yeah, yeah. right. So we're in the car. Opie's lost right now. Yeah. But the people are like this. They get it. Of so I'm course. in this Dino. And the Dino, this guy, he's telling me how the price skyrocketed on this Dino. He doesn't even drive it anymore. Yeah. So it's this little, it, 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 it's the size of an MR2. The bad one. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the Mark 1 MR2. They're tiny. Yeah, yeah, it's the size of a little MR2. Um, and it has a V6 in it that doesn't sound, it sounds like it's broken and there's no oil in it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> So he's going through the gears, and I'm like, got it, bro. Yay, Ferrari. Got it, got it. He's like, oh, I'm man. gunning it. Yeah. Zero, yeah. I'm like, I'm looking on the phone. I'm like, I'm in a car to the 0-60 in nine seconds. <laughs> Get me out of this shit box. Yeah. It's the slowest, squirreliest handling thing. Oh, and the, and the headlights, they shut off when you hit a bump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they all do that. Oh, they all do that. Oh, and the guy doesn't even try to turn him back on. He goes... They'll come back no, on. Oh my this God. right now is why... Um, so cars like the he's talking about, right now, there are more than enough rich people and few enough of those that they're just going to be worth a fuck ton of money and right. they'll sit in people's garages. But right now, cars from the 80s and 90s are really popular because you can drive them right. and they aren't like that. Right. You know, for the most part... You could service them in a normal place. You can still get parts. You what, can, what car is uh, popular from the 80s or 90s right now? Like, all, I mean, all... Fucking any all rice it. rocket. And a lot of stuff out of Japan. Because, you know, in America, we have what, a 25-year import law. So anything that was never sold here new, like right-hand drive shit from Japan and stuff, uh, after 25 years, you can import them yourself and bring them here. So, like, a lot of cool Japanese and European stuff. From the 80s and 90s right now. Because right now, 2018, stuff built in 93. So you start even getting airbags and, and right. reasonably modern cars that you can import. I was, like, I was in my friend's car. He has a, a 1988 uh, Mustang Saline. Right? That's probably fun. Awesome car. <laughs> so I'm in the car. It's got a roll cage in it. It's got a little badge on it. Saline number and whatever. And it's fast. And it's loud. And it peels out. And we're listening to club music. I'm singing, Diamond Girl. We're going to Carvel. Girls, like older girls, like, you know, like old girls that are like married and shit. They think it's new because they've been like, they got Stockholm Syndrome. They're like, hey, boo. Like they think like they think they're back in the 80s. We're fucking cruising around in this fucking thing. I'm like, this is more enjoyable than being in a Daytona. Like, like 
I told my friend, you couldn't do anything in the day, in the Ferrari. Yeah. I'm like, oh, don't open that little vent window. Yeah, yeah. And it falls out into the street. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean it falls out into the street? Yeah. And they're like, no. And the funny thing is, is it was built this way. It wasn't like it's because it's decayed. This car is in perfect fucking shape. Yeah. The funny thing about the guy, you know, Enzo Ferrari, the person, is that from the day he started selling streetcars until the day he fucking died, he had total contempt for his customers of yeah. the streetcars. Yeah, people don't know. All that mattered him. was the race cars and winning races, and the customers of the streetcars were posers. That's what he thought of his own customers. Yeah. And almost all Ferrari road cars from the after the Daytona on were engineered by Fiat. And that's what and not Ferrari, and that's why they started getting decent. Right. You know, in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I just read his the Enzo Ferrari biography. It's like Eight inches fucking thick. I ate at his favorite little restaurant in Modena. In Modena, yeah. yeah. Modena, where for the Ferrari factory is, you know, for a car person is sort of the a pilgrimage type spot. And I love it there. And you know, there's people that have so much money that they buy Formula One cars that you never take home. Imagine that you buy a car from Ferrari <laughs> that you're not allowed to take home, so they keep it for you, and then they'll bring it out to the track and they'll let you drive it around for two hours for like three million dollars yeah. a year. And they bring, oh my they'll God. bring a staff. You know, there's car. these cars called the XX series of cars, which right. are like the race car series. And when you buy them, they keep them. And they'll meet you at any track you want. They'll bring the transporter and the crew and the whole and a crew. And, yeah, like it takes like 10 people to run one of these things. Huh. And uh, they do all that, and then they take the car back. That sounds kind of cool, actually. Yeah. It's super cool. I mean, there's a lot of ways for the one percent right, <laughs> right. to spend their money. money right, it's a fortune now. It's a yeah, fortune yeah, yeah. for that program. Yeah, it's millions uh, and millions. All of right, money. let's. Uh, what else we got to drink here, boys? Uh, you Z-mon, got some Zimorzi. I got. Uh, I got a Frianza boxed wine. It's Franzia, isn't it? I Frianza. I add a little note to it. Makes the gross. You got to twist it a little. Yeah, a syllable to it. Add a couple syllables. Right. All right, we're going to uh, take a little break here. I'm, I want to throw the rod back in. And, oh, this uh, is why. You cast that way because I'm going to jump in the water. You're yeah. going to jump back in the water? All right. Yeah, nice. We're going to cool off, do a little fishing. Joey's going to do something. I don't know what he's going to do to make this make sense. And then we're going to come back and continue with Matt Farr from uh, the Smoking uh, Tire. Isn't he cool? Right. He's, he's amazing. Cool? He's, my he's my new I'm friend. Glad you guys like me. I'm a fan too. <laughs> the bromance continues with Opie, Carl, and Matt Farrer from TheSmokingTire.com on the water. But as waves start to show face on the Long Island Sound and wind rears its ugly head, there's more on-the-go action to come. All part of an episode that's really just an excuse for Opie to go fishing. But he'll talk Pearl Jam and documentaries with Carl and Matt next. Threatening weather on Opie Radio. Hey guys, it's Opie and I bet you're wondering, why is Opie checking in on his own podcast? First of all, I hope you're really enjoying this episode with Matt Farah from The Smoking Tire. He's a great, great guest. I'll tell you why I'm checking in. Because after I left the yacht and came home to New York City, I got great, 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 great news. And that would be... We got our first sponsor, oh yeah, oh yeah. We got our first sponsor, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm doing the little dance in my apartment here in New York City. 
So I want to welcome Talkspace to the Opie Radio podcast. That's right. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. That means you can improve your mental health even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. That's uh, very important to know. I was a guy that said, therapy, I don't need no damn therapy. 10 years later, I completely believe in therapy and I completely believe in Talkspace. I've been using them uh, off and on the last few days and I've been uh, having a lot of fun with it. Dare I say having a lot of fun as I'm trying to better myself, but uh, I've asked questions like, what is narcissism? Could you explain toxicity and how that affects people in the workplace? How about learning about gaslighting or people that project or people that hate on you to make themselves feel better about themselves? Just a few things I'm using Talkspace for. Can't imagine fitting anything else into your life? Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message Get something off your chest whenever you need to. Talk about everyday challenges at work or at home. Just chat about life. There are no extra commutes, no leaving the office, and no judgments. Remember that therapy isn't just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging into childhood memories. Mom, why didn't you get me that 10-speed bike when I was a kid? Things like that. That might have happened in my life. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about that on a future episode of the Opie Radio Podcast. It's also about practical everyday strategies for stress management and living a happier life. Having a therapist simply provides you a designated person for you to talk to who is trained to listen and help you make positive changes. The Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges we all face. To match with the perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash Opie and use the code Opie. That's O-P-I-E. Let me say that again because I know you guys are loyal and you will support my sponsors. Talkspace.com slash Opie, O-P-I-E. Use the code Opie, O-P-I-E to get $45 off your first month and show your support. Talkspace.com slash Opie. Now back to Matt Farah. Wait a minute, I did it again, didn't I, Joey? Yeah. Farah Fawcett. Farah Fawcett. Now back to Matt Farah from The Smoking Tire on the OP Radio Podcast. And thank you to Talkspace for being our first sponsor. Rock on. OP Radio. What the fuck? The OP Radio Podcast. What the fuck is he talking about? I'm confused. No, I make fun. And hey, we're back with the OP Radio Podcast. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the radio voice you're going to go with? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. You, know, you should have heard his yacht voice. Do the yacht voice. What's your yacht voice? I don't have a yacht voice. Do it. I don't have a yacht voice. Love you, love you. What is you it? You definitely did one in the car oh, before you guys saw me. I guarantee you, I'm going to listen to a show. You're going to have done a yacht voice in that in the car. Yeah, whatever. What did you scream out at me when I drove by you while you were recording? My life's falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> or something else. I'll laugh your goddamn heads off. Uh, Is that thunder? That I just I'm heard? hearing thunder in the background. Yes, uh, just to, to reset. I'm you guys, we're all Cuban, and I'm on the water. When I tell you we got to head back, we got to head back. Is, I mean, does that look like just haze or rain over there? That's just haze. That's haze. It's not raining. But you're I mean, if it rains, like, we're on a fucking that's, boat. It's rain, whatever. That's the haze in your head. So that would be silver lemon haze. 
courtesy of the Jetty Extracts Company, which I really approve of. What's it called? Jetty. I don't like a me. like on a boat. It's printed on here. You don't have to believe Put it me. Together. Let me say what you're saying. Carl needs to verify. You're lying. What, do you, what is this? Jetty Extracts. Seventy percent tangy. Never heard of it. Bullshit. Cool. Fake. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. That's delicious. That Jeep uh, that pen is the bomb. It's <laughs> fake news. So we're with uh, Matt Farrer on his uh, his yacht. Or his dad's yacht. My dad's yacht. I take no credit. But we're here anyway. Yeah. I know it's not your yacht because every time I, uh, I drop bait on your boat, you're freaking the fuck out. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, only it's the, it was the expressions of someone who has to clean it later. <laughs> no, it's Opie as, what do you, it's clams, right? Yeah, you're, he's casting clams off the transom, which is the back of the boat, and he, he's got a good arm on him, you know, he's really getting some good distance, and so, his arm is so good that the action... <laughs> Well, the whip, the whip, the whip of the rod is is, is knocking some of the, the <laughs> some of the bait, and, and one went flying straight up in the air and went plopping down on your beautiful, beautiful, on his Ralph Lauren towel, Ralph Lauren towel that's probably more expensive than my car. But it was like four seconds later. It was like really it had hang time. It went. It just continued and then just. Funk like it really had that gack fall, you know. I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier. Matt just goes, Matt goes, Carl, look at my towel. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, before that, we're like, ha ha, yeah, fucking podcast. Carl, look at my towel. (laughs) Jesus, this fucking wake. It's like the ferry going by. (laughs) Fuck me. It's a good day out here on the sound, though. It is hot as. It is hazy. It's hazy. It is going to dump eventually. I know. I I actually kind of want it to start like thunderstorming while we're out here. Well, I I love be a fun adventure. Well, I love podcast noises, so that I I haven't got a. Are you you developing a soundboard? Is that what? (laughs) Who told you that sounds were were? Oh no, no. Let me help you, Matt. Nobody tells him. (laughs) He comes up with this shit all on his own. He Just loves the noise. You decided that sound effects were going to be it, right? No, I, I basically started a thing like, you know, people love podcast noises. But no one's been like, hey, Opie, nobody. Who are these people? They all in this That's what I want. the same people Donald Trump talks about. <laughs> people are saying. <laughs> oh, Matt, that's why I do it, because then they then they start tweeting me like, no one likes podcast <laughs> noises. I do it to annoy people. Well, that's, that's how you start. That's how you, what, you find the right answer on the internet is by throwing the wrong one out there. Sure. So you're, that's what you're doing, right? Yeah. Oh, exactly. there's your, your buddy that you were hollering at are dipping out right now. They're, they're out of here? They didn't... Yeah, they, they... They probably know something we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they listening yeah, to there's the no boats around us, there's a ton of waves, and there's thunder. <laughs> Everybody's leaving. Obi wants to do the podcast. <laughs> From the yard. There it is! There's the yacht no, voice! No, that wasn't the yacht voice. I'm it's like you. a Judge Smales voice. You really. wanted to ask me about uh, Bernard Getz. Well, because I said, what is, you know, we were talking earlier about, like, talking shit to guests in studio and whatnot, and I remember listening to Ber- to Bernie Getz, like, getting angry and screaming at you guys and, like, leaving and shit. I mean, I didn't expect that he was armed at that moment, although he... No, 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 the whole, how the whole story goes, I was scared shitless that I did that. He runs out of the studio and goes for his bag. I'm oh, like, what bag. is he forgot about the for bag. in his bag? And then I think he realized... That he wasn't carrying that day. He was pissed. He gave us a CD. I forgot what it was. Like his music. And he wanted us to play his music on the air. And then uh, I, I believe I, I got Anthony's attention. We switched out the CD. Oh, yeah. But he didn't see me switch out the CD. Uh-huh. So right, right in his face, I'm like, oh, you want us to play your music? Bernie. And he looks at me all with this 
with this with this pride, and then I smashed it right in front of his face. Oh yeah, staring him, <laughs> staring him right in the eye, and and he famously goes, "You motherfucker!" Oh, yeah, and his voice went up that high, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> and then he runs out of the studio, and and it's on uh, it's on the security cameras, wow. and it's that's a moment. I, Bill Burr was in the studio. I remember him telling me after after the show, going, "Dude, you got fucking balls." <laughs> that shit is going to come get a gun and shoot you. I, it was. I was scared. That's literally that was one of the ones I was for. scared. It's the only thing he's, he's known, known for up sneaking is, shooting is shooting people in the back. <laughs> like that shit is crazy. What he shot five, I think, on the subway. Oh, yo, he cleaned house that day, bro. That I was didn't like, really know who he was before because I'm a little younger, so right? I was like, "Oh, it's the guy from We Didn't Start the Fire," you know. <laughs> I didn't fucking realize what it was like about. Bernie gets. Uh, what's the line now? You AIDS crack Bernie gets. AIDS crack Bernie gets. Hypodermics on the shore. Yeah, China's under that. martial law. Rock and roll call of wars. Bernie gets. The original John Wick. That's what Bernie Wick <laughs> John Wick was the first movie where he would shoot defenseless people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the person was already hurt. Boom! In the head. I'm like, that's new fan. <laughs> oh, man. What do we want to talk about? Documentaries? Uh, want to go there? I like documentaries. I like documentaries. I, the last one I saw, I saw two. I saw Rush's documentary. Was it good? Rush Limbaugh? Were, were you a Rush Ru- fan? Ru- eh, I'm not quite old enough. I, I get Rush, but I'm I'm not a dying to know Rush. I did see, I know you're a Pearl Jam fan. I saw Let's Play 2, yeah, that which was I really awesome. liked. Did you see my, I have a Pearl Jam I tattoo? See that. Yeah, I'm that guy. You're I've done 52 shows. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only done like four or five, and I'm I made a, huge a real, fan. I made a real hobby out of it. <laughs> That's good, though. I just, 51 and 52 were last week in Europe, in Amsterdam. What's your favorite song? Ooh, to hear live? Well, to hear- Sad, Down, maybe, Garden I like, Why Go, uh, Crazy Mary, State of Love and Trust. Crazy State Mary. of Love and Trust is my favorite. State of Love and Trust. Crazy Mary is a great you know song. About? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's part of the movie. My, my, uh, it's part of that movie. It's from Singles. See? Right, right. So, look, my, my oh, Stickman. I don't like Pearl Jam because I'm Latin. Is holding, <laughs> I modified my Stickman tattoo so he's holding pennants that say love and trust. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. that's yeah, what I didn't yeah, see that yeah. part of it. But, um,. You don't like elder, elderly woman behind the counter? Oh, no, I do. Town? I do, but I but I've been to so many shows that all the hits I've heard so many times that I like hearing them. But I just I they they're not included in my favorites. I've heard I've but heard even flow at every show. It's okay. the only song I've heard at every it's single. It's a good show. song, though. Oh, it's a great song. It's a it's an it's a great song. But it's just saying that of all the fifty two, that's the only one I've heard my, every show. Well, I, was in, I was in a concert. My first concert I went to was this band that I used to love. No one no one knows it. It's called Live. The oh, band was called Live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Copper Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love yeah, Live. We all know Live. Oh. Well, not in my in my town, no one knows. <laughs> so, like Carl's going on one of those white supremacist things. <laughs> yeah, because so, he was fucking Christian and bald. He's right? crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and Eddie Vedder was in the. Uh, it was at the Roxy, and Eddie Vedder was there in the in the crowd. I'm very jealous that you were able to hang out with Eddie Vedder. No, I didn't hang oh, out. Okay, with him. but someone but, told but me it was Eddie Vedder. I, I don't know if I would, I could interview Eddie Vedder. You don't think you could? There's a few people a I'd be just too fucking nervous, and then I, I would feel like there's too much to ask him that I would yeah. blow it. I wouldn't ask him the right questions. I completely agree. Um, but Elderly Woman Behind the Counter in Small Town, that's my favorite concert moment of all time when they he screams, uh, I say, just hello, say hello, and yeah. then the lights go up. Yeah, yeah. That is... Keely, their light guy, knows what the fuck is up. <laughs> it's amazing. I know amazing. their light guy's name. That's oh, really? Nerd oh, that, yeah, that's, that's kind of creepy. But, um... 
And yeah, just, like no, just breathe. There, yeah, yeah. All the slow stuff is really hard for them to play live. Actually, the um, I like just breathe, but my favorite slow song is probably Low Light. I think. If you know that song. Do I know that one? Maybe. I don't think I know it yeah. unless I heard it. And I like Unemployable. Parachutes is really sure, good. They never play song. Parachutes. Um, um, I'm such a fucking massive Pearl Jam. Are you going? There to was me? a point like maybe five or six years ago where I could go to a Pearl Jam show, see what guitars the techs handed them, and go, "That's going to be better, man," or something. Wow! That I could do it scary. from the stands with guitars. Yeah, yeah. I really? Could, yeah, yeah. It was really, I was really fucking nerdy. I played in a Pearl Jam cover band in college. Like I was really nerdy. I got the set. But I love it. I got the set list last time. I fuck you did. Yeah, jealous. No, I got it ahead of time. Oh, cool. And I'm sure it was one of the copies. Right, right. But it's it's in uh, whatever the band's uh, handwriting. It's Eddie's handwriting. Is it really? He writes them. Yeah, I, I still have it. It's something I, I cherish. But you at frame the time, it or something. No, I, no, it's just in a drawer right now. But I, I, uh, <laughs> I would just call out the songs around me though. <laughs> Well, I've, I've done, such a, you just can't be nice. I've it's done like, the uh, the guitar thing before, and people around have been like mind blown. You know? Oh, really? Like, yeah, because I'll see them handling the guitars, and I'll be like, "Oh, this is going to be alive," and, and then it Come is. Come on, yeah. there's no way you know that. I can't well, get it a hundred percent of the time, but I've been to that's, enough no, shows. That's impressive. And I'm I know I'm just going to say alive after every song. I'll get it. I know, it's be like, alive. you know, I know, like when in you the better sense. say that two hours in the, into the concert though. Really? Oh yeah. That's, well, dude, there's that's Pearl, Pearl Jam tends to play certain songs to the beginning, certain songs towards the middle, certain songs at the beginning of set two. But you know, you just see the pattern. Their story is pretty amazing because they they took a uh, a page out of the Grateful Dead's book. Yes, they were dead in the water. Yes, they when it, uh, they were during a time when everyone needed a you needed a video. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Your, for your success, and and Eddie, what they only did the one. Jeremy. They weren't really about it. They did Jeremy yeah. and Alive was a live a live video. Oh, that's right. They did. Yeah. The, you're right. So they did two. But the fact is that at, during that time, everyone said, you're crazy. You need to make videos yeah. if you want to continue with your success. They fall off the map. I, and I'm a music guy, and I was on the radio and stuff. Yeah. And I remember reading in Rolling Stone magazine, I, I'm reading an article. It wasn't that big. Uh, Pearl Jam never went away. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. I thought they faded away and then came back and had the big comeback. But the fact is, no, they, they really gave up on making albums and yeah. said, we're going to make our money touring. And yeah. then they allowed... Early on, uh, people to take their shows, which was a no-no. Well, still. they sell their and they sell their own bootlegs. Well, you can buy every show. No, I understand. Fast yeah. forward, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back yeah. in the day, they weren't even profiting off it because uh, the technology wasn't such you could really truly do that. Uh. But they allowed their fans to tape their shows, and that gave them some weird new life on the yeah. road. And then, obviously, the rest is. I also history. think you know they play all their songs ten percent faster live, which is a which adds a lot of energy to the shows. Wait, they, wait, how, what do you mean ten percent faster? Every song they play 10% faster. How do you know that? I mean, I don't know that it's exactly 10%, okay, no, 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 but I know that, if but you like... listen to the li- a li- any any live show version of their song versus the studio version, it'll be like 10% shorter. They play faster live. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And they play a lot of, they play long, they play three-hour sets, they play deep tracks, the, the set list, you know, there's bands, I still fucking saw... Two nights of social distortion one night once in New York City. I love social distortion. And they play the same set two nights in a row, and he said the same bullshit in between the songs. And it was like, that was the end of Social D for me. But you you are in for a completely unique experience every time you see Pearl Jam. If you're a performer and you can't make it up, no, where that That was an egregious example. Yeah, where that has to be written down for you. Same thing. I love social distortion. That ruins it it for me. It completely ruined it for me, too. But, um, but. 
Pearl Jam, every it's like the Grateful Dead in that every experience is going to be unique. Absolutely. I saw in Philly last year, Philly 2017, they opened the show by playing the 10 albums start to finish. Wow. So, like, I've had, I've had some, like, proper milestones like that. I've seen really good songs played for the first time ever. I've seen shit where it's like, we haven't played this since 91. You know, crazy guests come out. I mean, I've, I've seen a bunch of really neat... I sat outside of Tower Records for two days once to see... Pearl Jam at the Borgata in Atlantic City in like a 500 person ballroom. I, I can relate. I mean, I did that for the Zimas. <laughs> <laughs> now what are we drinking? What is this now? This is Franzia. 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 It's only three syllables, bro. So Franzia makes a box of blush wine that I think is to die for. <laughs> That's your yacht voice. Yeah, <laughs> it is actually pretty fucking good. It, right? No, so I, was it good or not? It was good, but I'm I'm a little confused because you make fun of my fruity beers, and here you are bringing Zimas and Franzia. Both oh, not beer. Point Opie. Thank Both you. Both not beer. No, though. but a little little fruity but, in but general. Zima and rosé. You don't get to talk shit Wait, about a citrus beer. I'll you don't get to bring Zima and rosé. You guys go through your whole little conversation, and then the listeners will be on my side when I finish. When you guys finish. But you want to talk shit about my opinion at the smoking tire. Do I have a point? Yes. Out of anything Carl could have brought on the boat, notice I came empty handed. I also I also I had a bottle I had a bottle of champagne for you. Did you? This is fake. No, it's not fake. And I I, I, it's almost like I'm sitting here talking to Sandra Huckabee. It's (laughs) It's not fake. (laughs) Sandra Huckabee. (laughs) <laughs> I might, wasn't she in Little Miss Sunshine? <laughs> that was funny. You think, you think she sleeps well at night? Yeah. Sarah Sanders? With I don't think she has a soul. You really don't think she has the soul? I don't. I think. I think. You know. I mean, people would say, "Look, she's just doing her job," and blah blah blah. I love but when them, she's I, alone at you know, night. You yeah. think she she feels so shitty about herself? You no, know, I don't. I would do uh, that job in a second. Babies in cages? Never heard of it. Next, I wouldn't feel a thing. Wow. I mean, I really like the movie Thank You for Smoking, but, you know, I I sympathize with Aaron Eckhart's character in that, and that, you know, everyone deserves a spokesperson, but, oof. So I did have a a box of champagne for you. That's okay. We'll drink it next time. So anyway, let me clear up. Well, I want to explain to him. But it's not a real story. It's a real story, and I'm going to give... It was a re-gift. I'm glad he didn't. That I wanted to tell him that. <laughs> why? Why would you take that joy away from me? You matter, bros. I'm not gonna let you sit and spin some. Fucking See, I was story. in the car with Carl. <laughs> this all started with me and Carl in the car, and I'm like, I, you know, I, I feel like I've known you a long time now that we. Oh, home. I'm so but, glad I project that but, familiarity. But uh, I'm like, you're gonna feel like you just met you when you hear this shitty champagne story. <laughs> <laughs> But I went to call him, like, fuck, I, I had a bottle of champagne for Matt, and I forgot at the house, right? And then he pushed me on it, and then I had to admit on the podcast earlier <laughs> that it was a re-gift. But still, it's a That's nice okay. bottle of champagne. I don't care. All right. It would be nice if it was here, but honestly... Yeah. You know, I, don't know a, I don't know a person that actually buys bottles of champagne. All, 100% of my champagne and, in my it's home all re-gifted. is gifted. 100%. Thank you. 100%. Right. Well, you, have negative, just, you have negative one because of Opie. You know what? Also, every dollar bill I own was re-gifted. So, yeah. you know, whatever. That's I don't give a fuck. I didn't, I didn't originate. But the fact is, those, uh, you know, you accumulate a bunch of bottles of champagne and you're always yeah. bringing them to somebody yeah. else's house. Yeah. So, just to prove my point, when I came on the boat, and if you guys remember, um, said, wow, why did you bring a box of rosé and a six-pack of Zimas? And I said... Just in case we run into chicks. 
Did I not say that? You did. And that was but a that good was his cover. But, it's not but my cover. You wanted to drink the Zima. You could, you could follow me all day on social media there, bucko. All I do is drink fucking Jim Beam and get into bar fights. Point Carl. <laughs> Point Carl. <laughs> Point Carl. <laughs> I brought that for the ladies. Single Carl, Fat Jason Bourne, is always ready. If, if we would have stopped somewhere and girls would have got on the boat... You guys, <laughs> got you know, the, the, the picking up ch- of chicks on the boat. I found uh, myth. Okay, but you know what? Just because we didn't see a unicorn today doesn't mean they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carl's a dreamer. I love <laughs> really I'm literally Sarah Sanders. I'm literally, a, I'm literally a dreamer. <laughs> Carl's a dreamer. <laughs> You, you actually act- are, aren't you? You say that three times and ice will show up and drag me off this boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, senor, no different dreamer. Yeah. Dreamer, That's the good news. I don't have the paperwork oh. right now, but we got to be way more worried about but, Carl's papers than mine. Yeah, if I'm on my way out. But Matt, that's why the freaking boats were slowing down as they were driving by. Yeah. Because they heard about a Ruiz they're presence like, in they're Greenwich. Like, Look at that Mexican <laughs> on that boat. <laughs> they heard oh. there's a brown person in Connecticut. <laughs> so you asked about documentary, uh, documentaries. I went Rush. You went Pearl Jam. Uh, the last good one I saw. Oh, they're gonna kill me! Uh, it was the about, one I wanted to tell you about. It was, was about tapped the bottled water one. Okay. About the entire as I drink a fucking Aquafina, I'm ashamed. But uh, the <laughs> the the fraud that is bottled water. I haven't seen that one. You gotta see tapped. You'll you'll really talk hate about it. Talk about it. So basically, like most bottled water, you know, and I'm talking about water that isn't like I think Fiji and like the very specialty. French stuff, and maybe Carl can back me up. I'm going to stop you for a second and say that's what he thinks are the brands. I don't know, but most bottled water is literally <laughs> pulled right out of public water supplies yeah, yeah. and put into bottles, and the the neighborhoods that these water supplies in are in could possibly have droughts, water restrictions, <laughs> you can't wash your car, you can't do this, the citizens have to use less water. Meanwhile, certain companies can pull hundreds of thousands of gallons of water a day out of these supplies and sell them back to these very same citizens. Oh, so yeah. that's it's that's what the documentary covers. Well, if you look on some of the bottles, you'll see like something like bottled in Pittsburgh or bottled in places you're not thinking. Bro, here we go. All right, go bottled by Clinton. <laughs> this couldn't be more appropriate. Bottled by Clinton's Ditch Cooperative <laughs> Company, Cicero, New York. Wherever the fuck that is. Where's Cicero, New York? It's outside of Albany. Is it? No, I just made that up. That sounds good. Fuck right, it. This is purified by reverse osmosis. Holy shit, they're steaming the water. That's steamed water. So they just they boil it and bottle it, right? Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Reverse <laughs> osmosis is basically... boiling. <laughs> well, it's basically what... So then what they're doing is... Holy shit. So they're steaming it. They're making distilled water. Yeah. And then they're they're chemically adding all the stuff back into it. Right. So it's actually fake water. <laughs> wow. So they took real water and made it fake. Yeah. So that means they're using tap water, so they steamed all the chlorine and all that shit out of it. Yeah. And then so they took the tap out of the tap and then they added mock well water stuff. Yeah. I, in New York City I drink right out of the tap and when I have people over they look at me like they they're like freaked out, like yeah, yeah. you know what you can catch from drinking tap water. I'm like no, it's, no, it's way better than the bottled water. So the documentary the other thing the documentary focuses on, on on top of the fact that these corporations are basically stealing water from communities is that the um there has been a really, really heavy marketing campaign to promote tap water is dangerous and bottled water is safe when in fact the tap water is extremely heavily regulated and tested at all kinds of places down the pike from where it goes in the reservoir to your sink. This shit is 
fucking not regulated in the least. Nah. <laughs> this is a free for all. This is the well, bottled water is the wild west, and I'm I'm. This is not my opinion. I'm just. This is what the documentary says that this shit is not tested really. Oh, at I gotta all. see Taft. Yeah. yeah. One of the, the best water I ever had in my life was I was staying in um, in Bern, Switzerland. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's a beautiful mm-hmm. fucking place. I so, thought you were going to say Key uh, Key West. Burn Switzerland. What were you trying to insinuate? <laughs> trying to insinuate a little joke? Is that what you're trying to do? No, no. Burn a swimming is, joke is the most. Like- oh, from Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> The best water I've ever had, had was, was right off the shore of Key West. Was when my feet you know what's funny? I feel so privileged and white on his boat that I forgot I was Cuban. So I missed the Key West joke. I'm like, why? Because I was on Duval Street? I'm like thinking to myself, fuck, that shouldn't have bombed. Come oh my on. God, I'm, come on. It bombed because come on. Come on. I, I, fucking, I was like an elitist white person. I was like, Key West, I don't go there. Everyone knows I go to Marco. That was a Marialitos joke. <laughs> exactly. All right, best water ever. So there's a place called Burn Switzerland. It's where uh, Einstein figured out the theory of relativity, driving away from the clock on the on the main tower in this. City it's Hall. literally the most idyllic village yes. that there is anywhere in the world. It's like Swiss Alps chalets, yeah. fucking beautiful cows, and well, like, we, guys yodeling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, perfect. We've all seen that picture, but I didn't know that's where he figured it out. I had yeah. no idea until this moment. So, so well, driving away on the on the trolley. He looked back and looking at the clock, he figured out the theory of relativity right there, and he wrote it down. He wrote it. He, this is where I figured it out in Bern, Switzerland, and you could stand at the point in the trolley where where it hit him. It's fucking awesome. You know, the Swiss are very. And then technical. I fell and hit my head on my toilet, and that's where yeah. I discovered yeah. the flux capacitor. So that's the, that's so, where you got the so best in water. The of the, in the middle of the town, they have this giant trough, and it's very ornate with these beautiful wood and all these all these carvings. So. I see everybody show up with like pails and buckets and everything, and they're putting it in the water and they're, le- and they're in the trough of water and they're leaving. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So Swiss people, they don't talk unless they're spoken to. They're yeah. very private and quiet. They're very German, except they don't want to b- kill you. Yeah, you know what I mean? They don't want to take over the world and kill you. But th- but in other words, just let like, us launder this money and yeah, you know, they'll take all the money from it, but they won't you know deal with it. So I start asking. Oh, that's a boom boom. Oh, that that's, was a boom boom. That's all wrap that's, the boating up yeah. pretty soon. <laughs> I'm going to wrap boating up in a second. Yeah. So I uh, I put my hand in the water, and it's ice fucking cold. Yeah. And I'm in the middle of the summer in yeah. Switzerland. And I'm like, what is this? And the lady goes, oh, this is our, uh, the, the town. Glacier water, this right? is our t- this, this, this water, this fountain has been here for, for, the, for the courtesy of the Swiss uh, residents. Uh, since uh, 12.50. And I look and I go, where does this water come from? The lady turns around and she just points at the fucking mountain. <laughs> and it's literally the snow cap as it's melting directly down into this thing. They built in yeah. 12... And you drink this water, Opie. It's like a slice of bread. There's so many minerals yeah, in yeah. it. And it filters through the rocks and it comes out pristine. Boat sinking. I'm yeah. leaving. Goodbye. Actually, the tastiest, I, I licked an iceberg in Iceland. How was that? There's an iceberg that goes into this iceberg lake. It's like, a, you know, a lake with a bunch of icebergs floating, and then they get sort of out into the, to the ocean. And you do these, like, Zodiac rides, and you can grab a little, you know, ice rock, and it was... It's delicious, I hear. The most delicious water anything. anything. It was yeah. amazing. It has every mineral. Yeah. It has everything in it. It's unbelievable. It was super, super cool. That's awesome. Anyway, the uh, the last documentary I saw was uh, The Perfect Bid. 
Oh, the Price is Right thing? Yeah, it's about the Price is Right, and oh. there's this nerd that that is <laughs> his whole life he, he turned into studying the prices of items for the Price is Right show. Yeah. And I think he was on, uh, I don't know, a couple dozen times probably, he right? He got in the audience a bunch. He got on stage once, um, but he, like, would muse other people, you know, into winning. And, you know, he mused some guy into winning, and then, you know, the guy basically did not acknowledge his right. help, which is... And uh, yeah, well, the story goes that uh, you know he, he was on the show once, and then I think you're only allowed to be on once. But he would still go into the audience. Yeah. And when people are yelling out bids on that dumb show, yeah. stupid me, I'm thinking it's like, it's just a it's just we gotta go. That's 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 <laughs> that's some thunder. <laughs> that's some thunder. That's everybody's eyes are like that. might be one of those earthquake tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. So uh, anyway, whatever. So when they're yelling out prices, I just think it's somebody just you know okay, just guessing on the top of their just head. Jump in here. Yeah, go. Just point where the life preservers are. What side? <laughs> right there. Down right. Yes, anyway, aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> anyway, uh, it turns out there's a lot of experts in the audience, and they have already figured out yeah. the bid, and they're yelling it out, trying to help the contestants. So this guy that studied his whole life, he couldn't get on the show anymore. There was a guy on stage, and he he nailed the bid to the dollar. Yeah. And uh, uh, Drew... Uh, it was Drew Carey at the time. Was it Drew yeah, Carey? Yeah, it was Drew Carey. It was, cause yeah. he, remember, because it was... When oh, right, they right, rebooted right, right. it, he could go back. Right. Yeah, that and, was why And Drew Carey was depressed at that moment. He thought that would be it, <laughs> that they're going to have to cancel the show because yeah. there's some inside shit going on right there. I watched uh, the one Morgan Spurlock recommended on your Rats? show. No, I want. I haven't seen Rats you yet. The other Rats. one, Brother... Uh, uh, no, Joshua... Don't, the one to his kid, Dear talking, Zachary. I ain't talking about Dear, Dear Zachary. Zachary was the most fucked up. It. It's I, the most fucked up documentary. Tell me about ever. it. What is it about? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. It's. I don't even know how to describe. It. It is the single most depressing piece of film I've ever watched in my life, but it's done so well I can't help but wedding, tell people my about wedding, it. My marriage tape, which is. <laughs> It's like it is hardcore depressing. It's really, really brutal. I saw it on a beautiful summer day, and I had a, I had a, I had to crawl up into the fetal position for an hour and yeah. get my head back. It's really bad that like you could be the toughest guy in the world, you will be crying for real, real crying. It's really hard. It's the most horrible story. You what can is imagine. it though? Well, uh, let okay, me... a guy, a, a guy is, makes a documentary about a murdered father for the unborn son. Right? Is that is that about yeah. right? So far, so good. So far, so good. Right? So a father gets murdered while a girl is pregnant. He makes a film about this guy's life for the unborn son. That's the basic premise of it. What happens during the making of the documentary is so fucking crazy. I don't even think I can describe it. No, don't give it away. I don't want to give it. I don't. I don't. I'll, I'll get. Here's the description from online. In 2001, 28-year-old Dr. Andrew Bagby is found dead in a park in Pennsylvania. He had been shot by his ex-girlfriend, who then fled to Canada, where she was able to walk free on bail. Pregnant with Andrew's child, Andrew's enraged parents campaign to gain custody of the child and convict their son's killer. Filmmaker Kurt Quain pairs this story with home movies and interviews with those who knew Andrew, hoping to give his best friend's son an opportunity to discover who his dad was. Wow. And that, it gets that, way that, worse. Yeah, that is like the... That's, that's the, that's the setup. That's that In any, any other story, that's like the horrible thing. This is the setup. The it's, kid, you know, the kid's born and healthy and all that, and now it's like the woman that killed... 
their son, because now the parents are involved, and, and they're going back and forth sort of with custody. And the parents of the, the murdered son wants to take on the kid. and Yeah, stop there. Stop there. Yeah? Yeah, I think stop there. I'm going to watch it. You it, should watch it. It's real. Prepare yourself, though, for the most depressing piece of film you'll ever see. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's... It, 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 uh, yeah. It's, it's super fun. Wow, you guys it's, are serious. No, no, it, no, really, we, yeah. All right, I'm in. If you're not, if you're not bothered by this film by the end, you're not, you're not human. You're if he's not, not bothered human. by it, he really could be Sarah Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> Huckabee, Huckabee. Huckabee. Who's Sanders? Who's Sarah Sanders? That's her real name, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. That's Michael, uh, Mike Huckabee's daughter, yeah. Yeah, the, the president's spokesperson. Liar, liar in chief. Would, would you hook up with her? Ew. I know. Let's put money on it. No. No. Not even if you paid me. Not even if she wasn't her. Not even if it was that figure on a friendly person that I thought had a soul would I... Ew. Gross. Well, you just spit on like 80% of my conquests. <laughs> <laughs> nice job there, Prince yeah. Valiant. <laughs> You'd go there, huh? Huh? You'd go there? I'll, I'll find as a Cuban man I find something beautiful in every woman I'll, I'll, I'll find it if you have a nice knee if that's all you got we'll work with it I'll turn me on I'll figure it out you'll figure it out a single out. man in his 40s for oh, you yeah. <laughs> if you oh like me I'll figure out how to like you alright I, okay, that, that's that thunder's thunder is getting too close, man. We're, we're going to have to pick up some anchor and head to shore. All right, we're going to pick up anchor and head to shore. Uh, Matt, uh, from the Smoking Tire, this is awesome. I'm sure we'll do a little a little close at we the end. We can do something while motoring if you want. No, nah, we'll figure but, it out. But, but we, we got to run right me. now, and we got to get the anchors up, and we got to get back to shore. Okay, the movie talk at the end of that got a little weird. Let's do a quick time jump while Captain Matt focuses on navigating us back to the dock safely. So that was abrupt. Uh, we had to stop the podcast because there are thunder clappers all around us. and It was getting pretty intense. I've been on a lot of boats in my life. Especially on the Long Island Sound, you don't play with the Long Island Sound. The weather changes quick. Yeah, you got to be careful. And uh, Matt was definitely a little nervous, and uh, he got us back into the marina nicely. Very nice. And you see all those houses we just checked out on the yeah. way in? I mean, I'm an experienced sailor. I've been on this boat twice. Yeah. So I know everything about it. Right. Uh, those houses were dope. They were really nice. You think the people appreciate a house like that? It's all money. They don't know nothing. They, they're mad, like they're yelling at the at the at the mate. Esperanza, where are my goddamn cufflinks? How do you know my mate's name? <laughs> Bro, she's my mom. <laughs> I thought I recognized that shirt. I'll get, this one ring a bell, Mister Fada. <laughs> That's cold. <laughs> That's cold. What do we got? The Beaner Express. Why is John McCain driving the boat? Oh, that's Mike Pence. He thought those are all gays. He's getting rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Look, <laughs> Mike Pence might be a little fruity. He might be a little fruity, right, Matt? I agree. Anyone that obsesses about the gays that he much is, is a little fruity. Come on, who, who's with me? Whoever smelt oh. it, dealt it. <laughs> I'm with you. The obsession over that is way too high for him to not be fighting some internal things. No matter. I'm going to tell you, I don't, I don't know about Mike Pence, but I'll tell you, my life experience... The big jock who always, like, gay-bashed and hated everything, 
would get drunk and try to kiss some dude at one point or another. <laughs> Seriously, my whole life, we're like, yeah, yeah. dude, dude, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know, man. I just, I hate you, Dad, and like starts screaming. Like, god. I don't know, it's the Zebras, man. Oh my god, there was one time we were hiding in this room, and this big, this giant dude that was friends with us, and he scared everybody, and he would beat everybody up, and. He brings this girl into the room, and we're hiding in the fucking room. We're all doing sneaky bumps and shit, so we're all like, we're like little, you know, spooked out bats, yeah. right? So he gets the girl on the bed, and we're on the other side. There's like two twin beds, and we're hiding on the other side of the other bed. There's a beach house, and he gets the girl naked, and we're looking at the girl. And the girl, of course, was a thirty, right? And all of a sudden, we hear his voice, and he's like. You're so beautiful. Oh my god! I've dreamed about touching you for. And me and my friend are like, literally driving our fingers into our own skin. Like, what is going on? He goes, Oh my god, you're so soft. You smell like an angel. Oh and my, my friend's like, I can't take this much longer, Carl. I'm like, he's gonna kill us. And we watched him. We watched and listened to him have the. Most metrosexual sex. Oh he's like, like in one point he's like, he's like, did you wash your hair? And she's like, yeah, yeah. It smells beautiful. We're like, what the fuck is this? Is not even normal. <laughs> and we kept hearing like, can I touch you there? She's like, yeah, 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 yes, yes. yes shut the fuck yes, up. Shut up. You sound like fucking Richard Simmons. Oh, oops. Oops. Sorry. Don't curse here. You're not used to grab- Sorry, lovey. <laughs> oh, there's that. Sorry, lovey. Wow, we're 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 a little loud for the marina. Yeah, and a little it, loud. And it was just loud. and it was just. Wait, we're making Matt pick up. Oh, Matt, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. We're good. Same as Matt Farr. We're good. Matt Esperanza. We're done. Matt Esperanza has finished. <laughs> we're done. Almost done. I have to pee, and you guys got to get your stuff. But well, do you want me it. to uh, mop up the bait? No, you know on the uh, deck. No, you know I'm not even. That's not even a joke. No, there's a couple spots. Because here's the thing. It rains like crazy. Yeah. That handles it. We're good. Okay. So, All right, good. But thank you for coming on my boat and having me on your show. Matt, this was a pleasure, man. We'll do it again. Next time we go, we'll go oh, up the oh, Hudson oh, River. We're getting pizza. Carl, too. We're getting pizza. Oh, we're getting pizza? Why are we getting pizza? Not, not so that I'm, I'm complaining. I'm just I'll asking. Plug. Why would you, I'll no plug. one's ever... I've never even heard that. That burned my ears. There isn't a need for a why are we getting pizza because we're hungry. But also, there's a place called Sunrise Pizza. It's in and Rye, New York. And it's something I've never heard of. And, and he gave me all the click words. He's like... Never changed the recipe. Open for 30 years. Best slice of pizza I've ever had. I said, done. Yeah. So we're going to try it, and Carl will let me know how, how if I'm on or if I'm That's on. It. I'll tell you right away. Yeah. All right. Let's end the uh, the podcast on the pizza switch. joint, then. Yeah. But check me out on The Smoking Tire. Uh, go to thesmokingtire.com. You'll find everything. Or Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, The Smoking Tire. And if you like watches, yes. uh, watch and listen podcast, it's called. You get it on iTunes. You can also watch it. On YouTube, hence the watch and listen. It's yeah. a video show. Oh, that's the air conditioning coming on. Uh, yeah. The air conditioner on the boat. And then you can find me anywhere. I'm single, ladies. I, my friend's got a boat. Matt All Farr. the single ladies. And his friend, he's friends with a guy with a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt Farrer, it was a pleasure to finally meet you, my friend. Well, thank you, Opie. A Thanks pleasure. For on the show. I I'm, love this. I'm, we'll do it again. Yeah, my of, boat course. Is your boat. of course. How about come to California and visit me out there, and we'll do it up on the west side? West side. I would, I would like that. All right. Hope he's a West Side guy. You're a West Coaster. Uh, like in the way you are, the way you make like homemade clothes and shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you and your Merrells, you know. <laughs> like look at those little shoes. I mean, I know they're very. I rock Merrells. I fucking know. 
These are these Those are, are boat shoes. I know. No, they're well, they're like Wait, water shoes. Cool. They're like yeah. all practical. Yeah, yeah. That's my uh, long sleeve shirt. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we might end from the pizza joint. If not, this we're was a lot of fun. Joint. All right, we're gonna end from the pizza joint. I'm, I'm just making Joey work extra hard on this uh, podcast because I'm just stopping and starting, <laughs> stopping and starting, and letting Joey figure out all the transitions. So. I've been waiting my whole life to plug Sunrise Pizza somehow. All right, so this did. is my moment. This is my Guy Fieri. Diners, drive-ins, and dives moment. Beautiful. Here we go. Find out. No worries, Opie. You want pizza? You got pizza. Now we're at Sunrise Pizza in Rye, New York. Uh, Matt Farah from the Smoking Tire. I had to take you guys to my pizza spot because I I like showing Carl. You know, I'm like anybody else. I like I like uh, validation. (laughs) People ask me about cars all the time, but they really just want validation of what they think is right is right. So I think this is the best pizza on the planet, and I wanted Carl to taste it, and I just got it. He, he's actually buying it. He just said, as I walked away with the slice, he said, smells right. Smells right, so that's a good sign. That's a good sign, absolutely. I'm going to throw a little garlic powder, a little, a little oregano on mine, and that's how I do. That's, uh, that sounds about right. You're welcome. You got a buffalo chicken. Is that a vodka chicken or buffalo chicken? Uh, bo- uh, whatever chicken. Not, not buffalo. Vodka chicken. Maybe. Vodka chicken. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They got a, a plain slice. You got to go plain slice just to see what the joint's all about. Well, that's like your control sample, right? It's like a of baseline. Course. Of course. Yeah. Now, what's the deal with this place? They've been here 30 years. I don't know how long they've been here, but I've lived in this area for almost 30 years, and this place is completely unchanged since I was eight years old. Well, that's usually a good. Sign. I could walk here from my school, so I would come here like every Friday with my friends and whatever. They don't deliver. This place will not. Their kitchen couldn't keep up with delivery. In high school, that's like I talked to you about driving all the time. I offered to deliver for them for free, only for the tips. And they said their kitchen couldn't keep up if they offered delivery. No kidding. So, Carl Ruiz. Here we go. All eyes are on Carl Ruiz. What do you think? Ruiz. Who says it wrong? It doesn't matter. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> what are we looking at? I think my father made up that name when he got here. <laughs> That's good. See how the, oil, the cheese didn't slide off? Yeah. That's a big problem. Okay? That means the dough is overproofed. You're letting the pizza hang down to see how much grease is on it. And how much, no grease dripped off it. No grease is dripped off. The undercarriage is great. It's got great temperature. Look your face, Carl. Huh? Eat it. That's a very good slice of pizza. Very good. Yeah, very good. that's all right, Matt. Well, well executed. Very good. Nice. Probably, you'll probably only find this on the East Coast. You probably, there's probably only maybe five pizzerias in New York City that can do that. That's very good. 30 years, been exactly the same. And the best part of this, uh, people hate when we eat on the podcast, so this is perfect that we're doing this. I think we gave them three hours of, of Zima earlier. <laughs> this is the dessert, right? All right. Yeah. That one seems to be it's good, right? Not good call. The Sicilian is dope. <laughs> In high school, my order was plain cheese and corner Sicilian. I was all about the corner. Then I get the marinara and a dip. Perfect. All right, Matt. It's all about the ratios. How about we hang out like real people instead of this podcast quipping on the whole time? So, all right, we're gonna end. We're gonna eat our pizza, and I'm gonna go home, and everyone else is gonna do their shit. And, uh, if you're, in, if you're in now, Ryan, New York, Sunrise Pizza is legit. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. I'm glad my validation has been achieved. It's very good pizza.
You want to learn about cars and watches? Hit me up. The smoking tire. Thanks, all. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for lunch, No problem, buddy. I got you. <laughs> you didn't think we'd go a whole episode without eating something. We hope you enjoyed this two-part adventure on the water. Big thanks to our new friend, Matt Farah, for inviting us on his dad's yacht. Thanks, Dad. And of course, leave us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. Write a review. Share this episode with a friend. Go to SmokingTire.com for cool car talk. Buy a hat or shirt at OPRadio.com. And please subscribe so you don't miss the next episode of OP Radio. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Def Leppard guitarist Phil Collin explains why he had to recently leave the tour. Former Motley Crue frontman John Karabi has some fatherly advice for Tommy Lee. And the boys are going to rock with Vinnie Vincent drummer Bobby Rock. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Download and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Westwood One Podcast app. Free from the Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>